From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There is a guy in the UK that does Star Wars impressions. And they are amazing. Oh, really? Huh? His girlfriend recorded him and would, like, call out a character name and have him do it. Because I guess he does this at home a lot. And then she posted it on Twitter and it blew up. Right. Ready for this? Yeah. How many impressions can I get my boyfriend to do? Kylo Ren. On Solo, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Yoda. We're 900 years old, you reach. Because good, you will not. C-3PO and R2-D2. R2-D2, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I don't like you either. <laughs> Darth Vader. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Old Obi-Wan Kenobi. You don't need to see his identification. New Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. Jabba the Hutt. Palpatine. Good, Anakin, good. Kill him now. Do it. Chewbacca. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like the best I've heard, huh? Wow. Can I tell you the most impressive thing about that, though? What? Is that his girlfriend's into it. I know. She's so into it. Yeah. She's the one that recorded it and posted it online. This may be the only nerd in the world who can do 25 different Star Wars voices who found a woman that appreciates it. Yeah. And tolerates. And Yeah. Right? I love it. I, this is the hottest thing I've ever heard. This may be, we may have to put a, listen, I'm telling you, we should have put a warning ahead of this because that is, this is the most erotic thing I've ever heard. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. This is, we've crossed the line with this. Is this ultimate relationship goals? This is like, like for nerds? I'm, I'm going to take my scarf off in a second. I'm getting, I'm telling you, man, this is the hottest thing I've ever heard. A woman who is that into. Her man's ability to do Star Wars voices is the sexiest thing we've ever played on this show. That's passion Hands right there. Hands down. Right? That's passion. Oh, you hang on tight. You married that girl. Yes. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> How many impressions can I get my boyfriend to do? Kylo Ren. On Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Yoda. We're 900 years old. You reach. Because good, you will not. C-3PO and R2-D2. R2-D2? What are you doing? I don't like you either. <laughs> Darth Vader. I find your lack of faith disturbing. So Old Obi Wan Kenobi. You don't need to see his identification. New Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello there. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Palpatine. Good, Anakin. Good. Kill him now. Do it. Chewbacca. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Words that sound like other words. I'm going to confuse your brain. I'm going to confuse your ears real quick. Ah, 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 for God's sake. That sounded like something. That was not part of it. Oh, it wasn't. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what I heard, but don't play it again. (laughs) Uh, David Moore and Shem are here. Hi, guys. Hi, bonjour, hi. There is a new song called Fortnite by a group that, uh, I mean, I've never heard them. Uh, La Napa and Kevin Vin and somebody named Wikipedia, where they spell it W I C K Y P E D I A. Okay. Uh, the song is called Fortnite, but when 
listening to it, it's one of those things where you hear one word, but then if you start thinking about another word, it may sound like that word. Okay. Remember, like, the um, Laurel Yanni? Laurel. Yeah. Where some people would hear Laurel or some people would hear Yanni. Laurel. 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 Like, I only hear Laurel. I hear Yanni. I hear Laurel. That's crazy, man. She was the only person. I know. That's weird. On Earth. Laurel. Laurel. Like, even trying to think. Say say it, Shem. What do you hear? That's what I hear. I hear Yanni. Okay, so so play it, Mocha, and then, Shem, you say it back the way you hear it. Sure. Laurel. Yanni. Laurel. Yanni. Laurel. I don't know how that's Laurel. Even possible. I only hear that. I it's only hear so Laurel. Wild it literally to goes Laurel. Like there's yeah. a little... Laurel. Yanni. And then there was that <laughs> toy that made a, a noise where people were hearing either brainstorm or yes. green needle. Brainstorm. Green needle. I only hear brainstorm. I, hear, I only I hear green brainstorm. Needle. Even I hear when green I needle. really, even when I yeah. think yeah. of the word green needle, yeah, I still only hear yeah. brainstorm. I hear so, green needle. Listen to this one. Okay. Okay. This is Fortnite, and all they're saying in this part of the song mm-hmm. is Fortnite, okay. which is the title of the song. Okay. Okay. So think of Fortnite, and that's exactly what you're gonna hear. Sounds pretty hype. Yeah, that's a terrible song, first of all. Now, here is what everyone else thinks is being said. So I'm going to tell you, I have a list of words, so we're going to listen to this a bunch of times. Okay. And tell me if this is what you hear, okay? Yes, So the the title is Fortnite. Some people are saying that the lyrics, they're actually saying 4-9, okay? Okay. So think of that now. 4-9, have that in your mind. Sure. Yeah. Because the song is called Fortnite, yeah. but now I hear Fortnite. Sure. Very simple. Okay, yeah. so okay. now listen to this again and have 9-4 in your mind. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. Now listen to it again and yeah. think of the word iPhone. Oh, my goodness. Is this wild? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna listen to it again. <laughs> now think. Ninth floor. Listen to it again. Now think of. Think of nice one. Nice one. Now, listen to it again. Oh, man. And think night fall. Night fall. Okay. Yep. I have two more. 
Jesus. We'll listen to it again. I think Roz is crying. Okay. <laughs> and I already know you already don't like the song. I so have. hearing this, it's so the worst many thing times, we've ever done. It's gonna be in your head all day. It's yeah. annoying as hell. So we'll listen to it again yeah. and think of throw a knife. What? Throw a knife. Knife or 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 kn
very different than let's say Jamaica Queens. But, but I I hear you though. But let's say it was let's say it was Newark that just where she happened to wind up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Newark, New say, Jersey. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just saying, like everybody. One, I, if, I, I'm pretty sure also if her name wasn't Karen, people wouldn't be calling yeah. her racist. I think that she had oh, everything. Are people calling her racist? Oh yes. Oh really? Yes, they want apologies from Jeopardy for allowing oh. that story to air. No, I don't no. think that that's that's racist. I don't think. Her intent, like the words that she used, she never said, I got off the train and I saw like a bunch of black and brown people. Right. Which is why I'm scared. Right. Right. Because if you know that area, Jamaica, Queens, is a lot of black and brown people. It's one of the most diverse counties in America. Right. Yeah. There a lot of Hispanics some, as well. Yeah. There may be some people who don't also recognize that Jamaica, Queens is like not Jamaica. Yes. Right. <laughs> you no, know fair, I mean, enough, right? fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's so, not Queens, Jamaica. Right. Right. No, right. Right. Yes. No, I don't think she needs to, or Jeopardy needs to issue right. an apology. It's, I think her name has everything to do with it. Right. Uh, like if her name was. I know. I know. Sophie. I know. Yes. Right. People wouldn't pay any attention to it. I don't. I, I know. And and like her name is in every headline. It, it's not Jeopardy contestant. It's every headline is Jeopardy contestant, quote, Karen. Under <laughs> no joke. Listen, if Karen, if Karen ended up in like Bradley, Queens, then right. I think she's fine. Yes, you know? there's a lot. There's so, that's why I yeah. said there's so much going on with this one story that yeah. I, need, I needed to have the conversation because. I think part of the the the. The reason why it's gone viral or people are talking about it, maybe yes. people aren't listening to the clip or reading the full story. They just read the headline because you assume anytime you see Karen, it's now a slang term. Right. Right. Supermarket Karen yes. flips out on. Yes. You know, cash attendant type of thing. Right. right. And the part of the story that's left out of all the headlines is when she was 15 yes, and, and alone. And got lost on a right. subway. Of course, yes. you're going to be scared. Right. Anyway, I don't. I don't know. So, is, is it, uh, let's go question again. No, I say it's not racist. Racist as hell. No. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I may never fly again after this United story, man. Oh man, dude. So, on Saturday, that United flight on its way to Honolulu. It was a 777, like one of those huge just monster of a monster plane. Monster planes took off from Colorado and you saw all the videos which is people just shooting video outside of their window and like the engine is just like it looked like a movie. The engine yeah. is falling apart and it's on fire. And parts of it are like just dropping out of the air. Thanks landing in neighborhoods and yeah, stuff. And nobody got hurt. Which is weird. Yeah. Sorry, not weird. Like, thankfully, nobody yes. got hurt. Yeah. But you would think. And these aren't small pieces. No, like engine pieces from an airplane yeah. that are massive. Yeah. So Boeing has recommended that uh, the airplanes, the 777s, remain out of the sky until the FAA, quote, identifies the appropriate inspection protocol. There are 69 planes currently in service and 59 others in storage that it applies to. Um, wow. This, again, was from uh, Colorado to Honolulu. There was 231 passengers and 10 crew members on board. Uh, and, again, nobody was hurt. Nobody on the ground was hurt. Um, Here's the um, the Mayday call that the pilot oh God. had to make when everything was going on. Mayday, Mayday, United 328 Heavy, Mayday, Mayday aircraft. Uh, just experienced a engine failure. Need a turn immediately. Wow, man. I don't know why. Jeez. Uh, I know it's scary. Yeah, it, it's, and you don't even know how to process that. Like, I don't like. What do you do when you're on that plane? 
Like, what do you do when you yeah. like what like what what do you like? There's what do you do? What's everybody else doing? Like, if if people in panic, then do you panic? And then if everybody's calm, do you try and remember? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do in that situation. Uh, Dan Mori caught up with Barbara Underwood. She was one of the passengers on that plane. God. To try to answer some of those very same questions, yeah. Roz, that you are asking. Okay, first of all, we're thrilled that everybody is okay. That's very important. Now, talk to me about when you were in the plane. When did you know something was going wrong? What was happening around you and what was said? So we had just reached the 10,000 feet mark and the chimes came on and the captain had um, come on. Usually it's um, the, the crew comes on, but the captain came on and he said, because of the turbulence going over the mountain range, we're going to keep the flight attendants in their seats. And then just as he said that, um, I looked out the window and I could see the engine just shaking. And I thought, well, it must be the turbulence. And within like five seconds, I just heard this huge boom. And I was actually looking at it. There was a big boom. There was fire. And that big ring that circles the engine flew off. And then, no, there people weren't screaming or anything like that it was very calm and but we it was starting to shake the whole thing was shaking and as we were flying and we you know we had circled back um pieces of the plane were just coming off i mean just little pieces 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 that i think went into some soccer field um but it was a scary 20 minutes back to the airport, I tell you that. That's uh, Barbara Underwood, by the way. She was on the Boeing 777 plane, the United Airlines flight, God. where the engine caught fire and pieces of it were flying off and landing in neighborhoods. Listen to this. How are you staying calm and what's going through your mind? You know, at that moment, it was like you, you, you think, okay, this is it. And I actually turned my phone on and uh, sent my sons a message. You know, the, the engine just blew. Don't know what's going to happen. We love you very much. It's kind of like last goodbye. You want to just be prepared for that because you don't know what's going to happen. I can't even. Bro. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine. No way. Like, can you imagine this? Like, you're no, the, no, the kid getting that text no, message? no. No, no, and the footage is like, I, 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 like I saw it on my timeline, and I zoomed by it like three times because I didn't yeah. want to know. I didn't want to know what happened until way, way, way later on. But then you can't I'm avoid like, it because it was all over the news terrifying. everywhere, right? My God! Uh, but we're happy that everybody's okay. But yeah, nobody on the ground hurt. Nobody on the ground hurt. Nobody in the air and hurt. That big ring that she was talking about that flew off. That thing is like. It's like the size of a swimming pool. Yeah. Right? It's huge. It's not bigger. Yeah. And Massive. nobody got hurt. No. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, I see you mucking around in your bag over there. Shut up. <laughs> what, what was that thing? I'm looking You're, for stuff. I know. Man. What's that thing you just pulled out of your bag? It's, it's a Christmas ornament of my own face in, that I carry around in my bag. <laughs> I don't know why it's everybody in, my bag. in the room. Hands up if if you have in your bag right now a Christmas ornament with your own face on it. See? No, nobody else, just you. 
Just you? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Catherine made it for me. But why is it in your bag? I don't know. I don't know. Because Catherine will sometimes just put stuff in my bag or sometimes I'll transport stuff from... I don't know why I have an ornament of my own face in <laughs> my bag. That looks really nice, but though. I, I don't, Did she make you. it? Yeah, well, it's it's based off, um, this is the Christmas ornament version, but sometimes when I get home, there's cookie versions of my own face on the counter. No. Yeah. And like, then, my, family, oh, my family really loves me, man. I was just going to okay? say, let me guess, are those your favorite cookies? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you know me, I never, I never eat cookies. I don't like sweets, but I will line them up when I get home and there's, and there's, and there's my, and there's my face cookies on the counter, <laughs> baby, line them up. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to think of what else I have in here. I don't know. With your face on uh, it? Yeah. I don't even know what I was looking for, to be honest with you. Yeah. What is, what's in your bag? Uh, that's for that's for later. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like those uh, those EDC videos, those everyday carry every, videos that you see on ev- YouTube. Every, everybody knows the sound of a pill bottle, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what else you got in there? Um, okay, so this is going to seem ridiculous. Uh-huh. Okay, what else I have in here? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have an empty box of an eight pack of Strongbow cider. The Why? empty, the empty box. Why? Because I use the boxes for other things, for and I what? and I didn't want Catherine to throw it out, so <laughs> I put it in my bag and and carry it back. You had to hide your recycling in your carry bag. Carry it back and forth to work every day. But not only do I have one empty box of of cider, oh I have I have three. <laughs> I have three. I have three. What can you possibly need those for? I have three starting fires and stuff, man. But why wouldn't you just tell Catherine, hey, these are really good for the stuff that I need. Because, Can you hang on no, to no, them? No, no, because then she says, you got to do something with it. I don't want it lying around. And so I'd stick everything in my bag. I don't know what... An, an empty LTBO bag. <laughs> Man, if I, got hit by, if I got hit by a bus, people would go through my bag looking for ID and they would just assume that I was drunk and it was all, and it was all, and it was all my fault. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and just in case I do get hit by a bus, I always have extra underpants with me in my bag that I carry everywhere, <laughs> everywhere with me. Oh, my God. This is in, so fascinating. In case I have to sleep over. Oh, and I have, I also, so I have in my bag, I have three empty cardboard boxes that is an eight pack of Strongbow each, uh-huh. right? Then I have one empty LCBO bag. Then I also have two of the eight can carry away. <laughs> Yo, this is so crazy. <laughs> okay. I have enough storage in my... Uh, 8 plus 8 is 16 plus 8 is... What's that? You're almost there. Okay, hurry. Help me out here. I don't want to do the math. I got a lot of stuff in my hands. 24. 24 plus 8. 32. Plus 8. 40. And then you could get about, what, 10 of those in that bag? 50. I have enough cardboard in my bag for 50 cans of cider <laughs> in my one little bag. It's like the Doctor Who TARDIS. I can get a lot of stuff in here. That's why you need the pills. Did I show you the undies? You did. <laughs> okay, the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Yesterday, monumental day for sure. Just before 4 p.m., NASA successfully landed the Perseverance rover on Mars. And it was the fifth time a rover had landed on Mars. And, man, yesterday people were celebrating. Catch on confirmed. Perseverance safely on the surface of Mars, ready to begin seeking the sands of past life. Wow, he got it. 
Uh, wow. This is so exciting. Uh, the team is beside themselves. It's, it's, it's so surreal. And the interviews all day yesterday were crazy with the mm -hmm. amount of people who were uh, covering the mm -hmm. event, talking about mm -hmm. the event, talking about the success, talking about what went into making this actually happen. And Damon Mori wanted to take part in all of that. However, instead of calling somebody at NASA or setting up a conversation with a scientist, right? somebody in and around that world with knowledge of what made yesterday so special, okay. Damon Mori decided to call two people who live in Mars, Pennsylvania. Oh God. I want to take you to find a place that had a town called Mars in it forever. Where the Jesus. population of Mars, Pennsylvania yeah. is 1,336. That's a small town. So here's what happened. Hello, Smith. Hey, how are you? Okay. Am I, you're in Mars, right? Correct. How does it feel to be living on Mars? Well, so it feels the same because I've lived there for 40 years. So, <laughs> Wow. And finally, <laughs> finally, they've sent people there. <laughs> Not people. It wasn't a bad trip either. Hey, have you ever put a glass of water on your floor and said, look, there's water on Mars? <laughs> no, I've never done that. So. <laughs> wow. How does Earth and Mars schedule a vacation? I don't know. They plan it. Oh, brother. <laughs> Keep your day job. Oh. This is my day job. <laughs> True. True. Hello? Hey, how are you? Okay. It's Amori with the Roz and Mocha Show, randomly calling you because you live on Mars. I do. <laughs> Tell me what it's like to live on Mars. Is, is it hard to breathe? Like, is it super hot? It's super cold here right now. That's not what I've read in books. You know, it's funny. I saw a one-star review for Mars on Yelp. Do you know why? Why? Because they said it lacked atmosphere. <laughs> oh, it doesn't lack atmosphere at all. No, that's a joke because, like, Mars is in, in space and atmosphere and it's a... Are you a Martian? <laughs> I am. It's well, a... we look pretty much the same, but it's fun when people ask you where you're from and you say Mars and they look at you like, oh, my... <laughs> and is there water on Mars? Of course. Yeah? Turn on a tap. Prove it to me right now. Wow. Okay, Fancy. listen. Oh, my God! Space water. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, this phone call is going to cost me a fortune, so thank you so it much. It is. For, yeah, I know. Thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to talk to us Earthlings. Okay. Good to talk to you. How do people on Mars say goodbye? Adios. <laughs> of course. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you hear the sounds coming from Mars? That <sighs> Perseverance, the rover that's been up there since last week, dropped back down to Earth. Yeah, I'm, and I'm obsessed with watching the, the, the landing from the underside camera of the rover when all the dust starts swirling around. Yeah, scary as hell, huh? It's scary, and I don't know why. It's, it's so far away. Like, I'm, like, I shouldn't be scared of Mars, right? Like, what's it ever done to you? Yeah, like, I shouldn't, but I, I just start getting into my own head about 
like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, but even here on Earth, you right? don't want to go anywhere. I anyway. don't. I don't. No, you're right. I don't. And the and the idea that something happens where we all then have to go to like, I just I get just so deep into my own head of where I just start thinking of all these terrible situations where I would then have to see that for myself. And and unlike maybe a lot of people, I have no desire to see that for myself. It's the the the, the video of the rover is terrifying to me and I don't it's irrational like I don't know why I'm so scared of it well since it's been up there there was something like 20,000 photos I think it was yeah. that have been taken and they've sent back the rover sent back audio of what it sounds like on Mars okay no it's just wind is it is there wind on Mars I don't think there's wind on Mars well what's that aliens walking around well, you tell me this is why it's scary Yeah, they're coming right? like to get what, you. Like those are footprint, um, yeah. footsteps. They're coming to get you. Feeling like get out of here, Rover. I, I wonder what in all of these things. Yeah, I wonder what all these things are that you don't see in the pictures and the data sent back. Like, I wonder how many that they don't release, or is it an open stream where we can see everything? Oh, they have to tell us, don't they? I guess they don't. Do they though? Play it no. again. Play it again for me. What it sounds like on Mars? Yeah. Does that sound like your upstairs neighbors, Maureen? <laughs> but this isn't the first time that they've released, like, what it sounds no, like. No, 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 I know, and it scares me every time. In space, right? For example, NASA released this, like, year, like these ones are years and years ago. I would and you could find all this stuff online. I would be the guy on the capsule going up there who just cried nonstop. <laughs> like, I, yeah. people would hate me. Oh, my God. Like, this is what it sounds like. This is the sound of Jupiter. Like, the, the, you know what? I Like, I hear this, and what to me what this sounds like, if you were like, what does this sound like? I, my answer would be preparing for war. <laughs> You're that scared, huh? Here, listen yeah, to this. I don't, this like, is, uh, I don't like space, Neptune. man. I'm terrified of it. Like, that sounds hella scary. Right? That, that sounds like, again, preparing for war. That's all I hear. Right. Like Rise's stomach. <laughs> it does. No, this one does. Saturn. Yeah, it's not right, man. Yeah, it really does sound freaky. Yeah. Right? And then this is what Earth sounds like from space. We got to do better. <laughs> By doing what? That's not intimidating enough, man. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, man, you see this American Airlines pilot that saw a UFO? Bruh. Bruh. The aliens are scoping. They've been scoping, and they're getting closer. You know why? Because we're trying to muck around with their property up there on Mars. Oh, here we go. Taking all them photos, collecting all their space rocks. You think they want us up there? No. So here's the interesting part of this. Well, let, let, let's play everybody the clip right now. So this was the radio transmission from a pilot on American Airlines flight uh, 2292 from Cincinnati to Phoenix on Sunday. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us that, I hate to say this, looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. Okay. So, do you have any targets up here? We just saw a long cylindrical thing flying right on top of us. Looked like a cruise missile. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, they're here. So, 
at first when I heard this, I was like, man, you know, they release this stuff or this stuff gets released all the time. And then so what does that mean? But the only reason we're hearing this audio right now is because of a guy named Steve Douglas, who's an experienced radio interceptor and blogger who goes by the name Deep Black Horizon. Oh, official. Okay. (laughs) And he heard this transmission and recorded it. Yeah. Because he just sits there. He's one of these guys that just sits in his house and listens to scanners all day. Okay? So, God bless this patriot. Your work paid off, sir. (laughs) Okay. So, speaking to Fox News, an American Airlines representative verified the transmission from Flight 2292, but said the channel should be, said that Fox News should, quote, contact the FBI for additional information. Following a debrief... With our flight crew, they say, and, ad- and additional information we received, we can confirm the radio transmission was, in fact, from Flight 2292 on February 21st. This is from an American Airlines spokesperson. Now, Scott Stems of White Sands Missile Range, because he said it looked like a cruise missile. So people started saying, okay, well, what's in the area? Mm-hmm. And then when you start getting around New Mexico and Nevada and all this stuff, there's a lot of places where they test things, right? Oh, there's a lot of test sites. Yeah. Now, the closest one was 400 miles away from where this flight was. And even they said, this place, White Sands Missile Range, said that they had no tests that took place on Sunday. Yeah. I'm telling you, they don't like us up there in their space. So they're coming down into our atmosphere. Yeah. You think that that's what it is? You Bro. think that we send something up, they send something down? Yeah. Or maybe they send something up and we send something down. I don't know which way, whatever way they look at it. They know something's going on. So you think that this is a direct reaction to Absolutely. to Perseverance, well, the Mars rover. We're at a week now that Perseverance has been up there. Yeah. We've overstayed our welcome. Oh, oh you think it's time to come home? Yes. Oh. I know they have. Perse- like, I know. And they're probably, like, Perseverance is probably going to stay up there, right? Because there's no way to bring it back. And they're like, yes. listen, we don't want your junk. Oh, wow. Like, you've polluted your own planet. Don't okay. be polluting ours. They threw some recycling down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pack your bags, people. It's time to leave. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm hesitant to talk about BTS's MTV Unplugged because I don't want to get killed by the BTS army. Why? I missed it. So they did... It was like a half hour... They did five songs, I said, five songs, I think, and then they did them all on different sets. And the one a lot of people were talking about was the cover of Coldplay's Fix You that they did. Oh, okay. When the tears come streaming down your face, you know something you can't replace, when you love someone. I love this part. That's one of the most beautiful songs written in the past 30 years. So why are you scared to talk about it? 
BTS for? Okay, it's not that I have criticism against BTS. Uh-oh. Okay, so what? don't come at me, ARMY. I know what that feels like, and it ruins the weekend. So do not come at me, BTS ARMY. My problem is this was MTV Unplugged. Correct. Okay. It's not MTV Unplugged. It's very much MTV Plugged. Why? Didn't they have a live band behind them? They had a live band, but yeah. they're all just using regular instruments, electric guitars and all this other stuff. MTV uh, Unplugged used to be Unplugged, yeah, where rock. you would get a completely different sound from the artists, where they would come up there and they would retool all their big hits to do them sort of acoustic or on piano sure. or whatever it was. It was an event because you would get some of these big bands on these shows where they would do an MTV Unplugged and you would get to hear all your favorite songs from these bands, but just in a way that you had never heard them before. Yeah. Right. And, and there that's were some famous, like huge Pearl Jam, Oasis, Nirvana probably bands. had the best Unplugged. Yeah, exactly. Jay-Z, Lauren Hill. Exactly. Right. You had these, the, and they created moments really. Yes, exactly. So listen, so they closed out the show with Dynamite, right? Yeah. And here's my problem. My problem, again, is not with BTS. My problem is that they they called this an Unplugged. So knowing what you know about Unplugged, mm -hmm. listen to their version of Dynamite. Yeah, it's like they're performing on, on, like, Fallon or something, right? Yeah, it's right? Plugged. Yeah. It's MTV Plugged. Yeah, I always, been, I always oh, think the guy, that line right there, I yeah. always, even when we play it on this show, I always think he says the F word. Oh, and really? my back goes up. Hold on. That one. Oh. <laughs> my back always goes up. Whenever nah, we do. man. Nah, BTS ain't gonna swear. <laughs> I know. But I, I, listen, I could be doing anything. And when I hear that part of the song, my back always goes yeah. up because I think that boy <laughs> says the F word. And we just, and we all just missed it. Yeah, it doesn't just sound like a, like a regular concert or yeah. something. And, but it was, it was awesome. It was complete fan service. The fans loved it, everything yeah. else. My problem, again, is not with BTS. My problem is what MTV Unplugged has become. Because you I, would think it's a stripped down version. Thank you. And right. don't call this a stripped down version. This is not a stripped down version. This is still very much, very much plugged. Uh, but uh, what'd you think of Fix You? I mean, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I like the song. It's a yeah. nice song. It's a beautiful song. There's just a lot of guys in that band, though, right? Like, it takes some... You got to pick songs where seven dudes can sing, and they yeah. each get a little moment to themselves. Sure. Like, you got to pick lyric-heavy tracks if you're going to do if you're gonna do a cover. And then I think at the end, they all sort of came in and did their... Uh, Sounds good though, huh? Yeah, I don't yeah. have a problem with this. Yeah, I sounds like good. It. But How I many agree. other artists in the world do you think wish that they actually wrote this song? Oh, everybody. Everybody. Had that. Yeah. Everybody. It's one of those songs yeah. where song envy. Everyone thinks, oh man, why didn't I have this idea? Yeah. Yeah. Or why couldn't they they wrote this song yeah. for me to sing? Yeah, exactly. Because it works with so many different people. Every single yeah. person who's tried this song, it's one of these songs that if you because I think that people just love it, right? Yeah, they sound good. But anyway, that was BTS on MTV Plugged. <laughs> Even though they call it Unplugged. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Hi, Michaela. Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey, how are you? Good. So it's been over a year now that mm -hmm. we spoke to you. 
Yes, about that. And you were considering doing the brother switch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you had dated a guy who had a twin brother, and one of them was outgoing and all this other stuff, just like you, but you wound up with the shy brother. And you guys were trying to make it work, and then it didn't work out, and you had realized during the time that you were with him that maybe you picked the wrong twin, right? Right. And the conversation that the three of us had was whether it's possible to do the brother switch. Yeah. And I believe in that conversation, one of the things that I had said is that uh, on a couple of times, my brother and I have had the same girlfriend. Not at the same time, but we've had the same girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and the, the times that it happened, it didn't work out with, with she and I, and she was a great girl, and my brother's a great guy, and I had no problem with it. And in order to successfully do the sibling switch or the brother switch, everybody has to be cool with it. You, you can't tear apart a family. Right. Yeah. My opinion in the whole thing was to not do the brother switch just in case things go bad and you don't want the two of them fighting. Right. right. Maury thought yeah. it was fine to do the switch. Oh, because have you seen these guys? Look at them. <laughs> Maury's looking at the pictures okay. of the brothers right now <laughs> thinking you're crazy. Uh, okay. So, so what happened? Were you successful in the brother switch? No. So I decided not to do the brother switch. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Did you have a conversation I, with the the brother that you wanted to be with? No, I kind of just let it go. I really just appreciated my friendship with the both of them. So I kind of wanted to stay like mutual. So what's the status now? So basically I started talking to the one brother again, the one that I was, the one that I was seeing. Your ex. Yeah. But when we stopped talking, I was I still remained friends with his brother, and then we kind of with my ex, like we kind of just started like, you know, started hanging out again. I'm like, okay, so like I need to figure this out. Like I don't know what to do because if we start hanging out again, if we start seeing each other, what is that going to do with my friendship with his brother? Oh, jeez. But I mean, we still we all still remain friends, right? And we I just didn't think that it would continue. Like, my ex and I would, you know, happen again like this. So did you guys hook back up again, you and your ex, or no? Oh, yeah, and his brother knows. Oh, <laughs> damn. it's kind of awkward. <laughs> okay, so wait a second. You were with the one brother, and yeah. then you were, you were like, man, I think I picked the wrong twin, right? Yeah. I think I went for the wrong twin. Yeah. And then so you, the, you guys broke up. You and the, the brother number one broke up, and you were right. wondering if you could switch over to brother number two. And then you decided that that was not the best idea, but then you went back and hooked up with brother number one again? Yes, but <laughs> we were. <laughs> and does does he know that you actually like his brother more than him? No, not at all. He has no idea. Like he oh. knows that he knows that we're friends and that we're but and that we're close. Okay. okay. Does brother number two, after knowing that you liked him, know that you hooked up with brother number one again after you guys broke up? Yes. Okay. Are, oh, okay. are, are you still with that guy? I mean. That's a yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, y'all are still hooking up. You guys are still okay, hooking up, okay, right? Okay. Hold on here. Hold on. And so you're still you're still with brother number one, and do you still feel that you picked the wrong twin? No, not at all. Um, my concern is I don't want to ruin my friendship with his brother. Are you only dating brother number one because you don't want to have to not hang out with brother number two? No. I generally like I adore these two. Wow! Even when... Well, I know you but adore was... one more than the other. <laughs> yes, that's exactly that's exactly it. Yeah, so you're sleeping with one brother because you know you can keep both of them in your lives or in your life. 
Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, because you're not, you don't have any intention of staying with brother number one. Now, does he want to be with you or is he cool with the arrangement? We haven't really talked about it. I mean, one minute. Um, we're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, you know, wow. you're going to talk to Michaela again for another FML yeah. update in like a year. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do another update with you at some point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we, we're just keeping things casual. Like, we both know where we stand with each other right now, and we're, not, we're just keeping things casually. And like, maybe in the future, if something happens, I don't know. But I'm not staying. I mean, I'm just. I'm not staying with him just because I really want them to be part of my life. Like, we're generally all good friends. Okay, hold on. Here, Michaela, when you're with brother number one, because they're twins, do you, in your mind, pretend that he's brother oh. number two? No, 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 no. It's not like, no, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. I have a very important question. Morning. That I think is on everybody's mind. Yeah. When you're doing things with brother number one, do you ever wonder if brother number two is the same? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, Michaela. That's some devil thoughts. Yeah. You, so you, you got to go to church, Michaela. <laughs> you need Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I guess we'll talk to you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> you may be our second follow up, the first second follow up <laughs> that, we've, that we've ever done on this show. I know. You know how complicated that one just got. So, I with, when I hang out with brother number one, yeah. I. I kind of stopped hanging out with brother number two. Right. But then now I just feel like I, I don't want to neglect him just because I started hanging out with his brother again. Oh, so, man, you're, you are in this so deep. <laughs> you're, you're dating a guy, but you're worried about you're neglecting another guy? Well, just because I'm dating his brother, like, yeah, but, does that mean we can't be friends anymore? Oh, oh, like, man. we here can't we, hang out anymore? Here we go. You have put yourself in quite a position. Yeah, you need to find you a man that has zero siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Only child. <laughs> Yeah, you need an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't risk him. He's got a hot man. No, no. <laughs> Yo, Michaela, it was awesome catching up with you. <laughs> no problem. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. American Idol last night had uh, one clear kind of like breakout star, the oh. one guy that everyone is talking about today. Uh, his name is Yuri Garcia. If you didn't get a chance to watch the show, this is what he did. I saw a game, I conquered. Or should I say I saw, I conquered a game. You know the chico on fire, he ain't no lie. You don't slip and you throwing the game. Uh. The big bam booty with the kid little booty and a nice little shade. <laughs> I gave kid a little pat up on the booty and she turned around and say, walk this way. I was born. And it's about the moves, though, right? Like, his hips were going wild. Yeah, man. He was dancing it up like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) 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 Katy Perry didn't like it. No. She liked him. Definitely. He had the personality. He was very funny. Um, Lionel Richie actually gave him a yes. Yeah. As did the other judge. What is it? Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan, yeah. Gave me yes. So he's going to Hollywood. El Yuri! What's up, man? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? What's up, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. How are you doing? So how are you doing uh, day after all of this? You must be just living the I'm, life right now, I'm doing man. good, bro. I haven't slept. I'm still awake. You know, the party keeps going. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
How crazy were your mentions <laughs> last fun. night after your segment aired on American Idol? Like you had, oh, you man, must have had a ton of people reaching out. I haven't even gone through all of them. I just answered to like, my Canadian people, you know, because I got to reach out to international. I can't let people be the only Mr. Worldwide. You know what I mean? Okay. So I don't think that I'm alone in, I thoroughly enjoyed your performance because I think that in the early, hey. in the, in the early stages of Idol, I think that it's guys like you that really get eyes on this show and they, they really need that sort of character on these shows. But I don't think I'm alone. Right, right. I don't think I'm alone in my shock that they're sending you to Hollywood. Oh, baby, I am. I am not. I am. Not, I am in shock as well. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. I go in there. You know, I did not expect it, but at least I. Uh, it was surprising, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe they want this because I deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So, what do you think? What do you think it was that got you through? Because Katy Perry said that if she voted a yes for you, nobody would ever trust her again, which is some very harsh criticism when you really think about it. A little bit. You're right. <laughs> Right, right. I think it's because, you know, she's not used to getting, like, you know, Latin flavor. She's used to everything being very, nothing with a little bit of spice. But, you know, I put a little spice in there, and she's not used to it. So, you know, you put a little bit of, of spice in there, so you got there. But I think what they, they sent me to Hollywood, you know, is, is, which is a great thing. I'm very grateful for is is you know, there's not... Idol is very, I love everybody on Idol. I've made friends with all these uh, great, incredible kids, all these people that are there, you know, from the, 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 you know, they're very talented. I know my voice is not the greatest, but my energy, you know, my positivity and my love for, for Latin culture, it shows, it's very, it's very evident, you know what I mean? So I think it's something that they want to throw in a little bit of a wrench, but it's something that I'm able to still fix that wrench. You know what I'm talking about? So Yuri, um, on American Idol last night, like going into the process, was your goal to make it to Hollywood to potentially win Idol or was it just to go in and entertain and get your name out there? Because you were quite entertaining well, at the last end of night. The day, at the end of the day, you know how you go, for example, let's say you're going out on a date with a girl and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to marry. You're just going on, you know, like you're like, it's just a first date. You know what I mean? It's a first date. So you don't know where it's going to go whatever. But then you start liking the girl a little and you're like, wow, this girl is like, she's like wifey material, you know? Wow, this girl looks like she's going to be my wife. That's how I felt. I was like, wow, I feel like I could go to Hollywood. Wow, I feel like I could be the next American Idol. So that's how I felt. I felt like I was going on a first date, but then it turned into, you know, I could become, I could make American Idol my wife. You but, know what I mean? But so, you, you do understand this is a singing competition, though, right? Of course, absolutely. But at the end of the day, uh, you have you listened to all the SoundCloud rappers right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're not they're not auditioning for Idol no. though. Yeah, they're not. But look how big they are. I they're, no, no, no. But I'm not saying you couldn't be successful because I agree with you when you start getting into the SoundCloud rappers and everything else. I'm not saying you couldn't be successful. I'm just wondering right. if you could be successful on Idol. It's 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 a two it's two completely different worlds. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, there, there's something here I, I, in, in Canada as well, of course. But in America, they tell you that when you have an American dream, anything is possible. And True. when I came here from Cuba, it's what look at me head on. You know, that's what they told me. You know, when you have an American dream on an American show as an American idol, I was like, <laughs> wow, I, if I can do this, I can do anything. You know USA, what I mean? USA, USA. Hey, uh, Yuri, has, has <laughs> Pitbull reached out to you yet about maybe doing a remake of Fireball, the song that you performed of his on Idol last night? He has not yet, but a lot of people have been tweeting at him. A lot of people have been uh, tagging him of my post. So hopefully we can do something maybe in the finale. Maybe we can do something 
uh, together, or maybe we can record a little remix. You know, I'm sure Mr. Pitbull, Mr. 305, is my idol. You know, so if you're listening, brother, let's 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 collab, let's work. At what point do we get to see you in the traditional white pants? Oh, baby, you gotta watch Hollywood Week if you want to see that. Okay, okay, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. (laughs) You gotta come on, baby. I can't give everything away right now. Ah, Yuri, you're you're amazing, dude. Thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoga Show. Uh, Your your segment on America. American Idol last night was truly entertaining, and uh, everyone, everyone's talking about it right now. I'm glad, brother, and everybody in Canada, listen, I love you guys, and how you guys say, I am, I'm sorry, sorry, or however you say, I am nothing, you guys are amazing. I love you so much. I don't know, I, I've never been there, but I want to go so bad to try the bacon. I heard it's incredible there, so uh, I want to go there. You guys are great. Canada, los quiero, mi gente. I love you very much to all my Latin people there and to not Latin people as well. And Yuri, les mando un abrazo. A lot of love. A lot of, uh, a lot of love and a lot of flavor for all of you. You're the best. Thank you, brother. You take care, man. <laughs> good day, guys. Have a good one. Buenos right. días. Nos vemos, Canada. Thank you, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Idris Elba was on Capital FM in the U.K., talking about all of his upcoming projects, including music. And he's dropping an album soon, Ross. Because he was a DJ for a while. Like, he would show up places oh, and forever. do DJ sets, right? Yeah. 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 He's been a DJ forever. And if you remember uh, a couple of verses he dropped not that long ago, he was on a song called Boasty from UK oh. artist Wiley. That's right. I came to rap, you know, do my thing. Sabi put me on the gram, you know, remix thing. And he's got like a distinct voice. Like, there's no way this isn't Idris Elba, right? Yeah, I like it. I remember when you introduced this song to me. And I and I played it I for you, it. Not, not telling you yeah, it was yeah, Idris. I know, I know, I know, but because yeah. of that distinct voice, you said Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. And then recently, he was on a song. Uh, he has a song called Courtney Cox. Featuring a artist from Toronto named Connor Price, and this is Idris Elba's verse. Hey yo, independent thinking, I ain't thinking about you. And the ink that's independent never gonna get used. I'll be thinking about my verses, I don't think about views. And the way I beat the beat up is a form of abuse. Now you can see that I'm a winner, you can bet on black. Me and Connor and Vegas, couple aces on stack. And the cops trying to chase us cause we stole a couple scenes and we smashed a couple bars. We know that we so, I mean, this guy's got skills, he's got bars. Yeah. He's good. And he's got a name. And here's what he told Capital FM in the UK about his upcoming album. With with new music, I'm I'm putting out quite a bit of music, man. I've been really sort of focused in coming out of last year into this year, trying to put more music out. So expect more. I've got a tune with Frankie while coming. I think that's going to be good. I've got a tune with um, Who. Uh, I've got a sneaky tune with um, um, Meg Meg Stallion and Davido. (laughs) Um, shout out to the fanatics. Um, yeah, look, you know, it's been, it's one of those junctions where I just feel like, man, life's too short. You know what I mean? You just got to do what you want to do. So I'm putting music and making films this year. Mm-hmm. Meg the Stallion is going to be on a track mm-hmm. with Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There may be too much sex appeal on that track. <laughs> I think that, I don't know if the, that, that's, that, that's like you're doing damage to the whole world at that point. I know that we can all handle Meg on our own, and we certainly have a very difficult time handling Idris on his own, but that may be too much for one track. Uh, we'll get ready for even more Idris. Did you ever watch that show Luther that he's no, on? No. I didn't know it was on for so long, since like five seasons. Yeah. 
No, I didn't. And, and I, I know should. I think it's I on. Really um, like it's on uh, on Netflix now. But this is what Idris Elba also said, talking about upcoming projects. Well, I mean, apart from you know, it's definitely making more music. I mean, the people that love my film and stuff. Listen, uh, I'm going to be making Lou for the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of excited, and I hope I hope the fans are excited for that. It's been a long time coming for a movie, so I'm excited about that. So if you're a big fan of go. Idris Elba and you really like that TV show that he's on, again, five seasons of Luther, he just said that they're making Luther the movie. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can you explain this chance of rain thing to me, Maury, please? What? So it, it's one of these things oh God, that... Really well, no, I don't, actually. I, I regretted asking that. So there's a TikTok video that is quote unquote blowing people's minds right now because it reveals that the chance of rain that they say in weather forecasts, like if somebody says 30%, mm-hmm. right? I had always thought that that was a 30% chance of rain or a 50% chance of rain or an 80% chance of rain. Is that what it is? Apparently, no, not. apparently not. But I don't know if I even believe this person. So I'm very confused. So listen to this. Probability of precipitation, or POPs as we call it for short. It's a pretty simple equation. Confidence times coverage. Okay, most often this is used for coverage. So let's say that I'm 100% sure that 30% of the forecast area will see at least some measurable rain. Then I'd forecast a 30% chance for rain, right? Basically to boil it down, if you stay in one spot all day and there's a 30% chance for rain, then you have a 30% chance for rain. If you move around a little bit throughout the day, your chances will go up. Important to remember, the percentage has nothing to do with how much rain falls. You could have a 10% chance for rain and still end up with flooding if you get caught under a rogue thunderstorm. Now, it also doesn't really help that a lot of different meteorologists have different definitions, but this is the actual technical definition. Okay, so do you understand what he's saying? Yes. What? Go. First of all, it's 30% of 100, right? So if there's 100, like if there's 100... (laughs) You don't have to explain percentage. No, go ahead. Go ahead. If there's, if you have a whole pie this is 30 percent of that entire pie okay right like that's if they say 100 percent chance of rain it's gonna rain but that's not what he said but he's saying there's 30 percent chance that somewhere it will rain is what he's basically saying that's why he's saying if you move around like if you stay in one spot it's it may not rain there but it's gonna rain maybe a block over that way okay but only if he no what he's saying okay. though is only if he's 100 percent sure yeah that only it's if, going to exactly so are you saying that there's a 30%. I'm not saying anything. He's saying, saying everything. Anything. So We're what, trying to understand what this is saying. But so what you're understanding is there's 30% of a maybe. No, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I have no it's idea. A, if you I listen don't. to him, it's a 30% chance if the meteorologist is 100% sure. So you're confusing me even more. Did you, no, listen to the guy. Look, he says everything right here, man. Probability of precipitation, or POPs, as we call it for short. It's a pretty simple equation. Confidence times coverage. Okay, most often this is used for coverage. So let's say that I'm 100% sure that 30% of the forecast area will see at least some measurable rain. Then I'd forecast a 30% chance for rain, right? Basically, to boil it down, if you stay in one spot all day and there's a 30% chance for rain, then you have a 30% chance for rain. If you move around a little bit throughout the day, your chances will go up. Important to remember, the percentage has nothing to do with how much rain falls. You could have a 10% chance for rain and still end up with flooding if you get caught under a rogue thunderstorm. Now, it also doesn't really help that a lot of different meteorologists have different definitions, but this is the actual technical definition. Okay. So so what I'm getting is that if you don't want to get rained on, 
don't move around. This is what they say. Most of the time, forecasters are expressing a combination of degree of confidence and aerial coverage, which is what this guy just said. So if the forecaster is only 50% sure that precipitation will occur and expects that if it does occur, it will produce measurable rain over about 80% of the area. What? Yeah, so the meteorologist has to be 100% How sure. How are either of you understanding this? Okay. What I'm saying is that, first of all, I'm, I'm not understanding. You don't get mad at me, Maury, okay? What I'm saying is that I just, I had always just assumed that when they say 100% chance of rain, that it was most definitely going to rain that day. Yes. Right? Yes. But he's saying something other than that. Correct? Like, he says that that's not what it is, right? He says that it's pop. He said his words were, if I'm 100% sure it's going to rain, then I'm going to forecast 30%. This, uh, okay, this means that if you were 100% certain that it would rain in your area, then a 100% certain it would rain, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. You okay, need to hold know on. Today. Okay. It's not going to rain. Can you, can you play it again for me, please, yeah, real quick? Probability of precipitation, or POPs, as we call it for short. It's a pretty simple equation. So Confidence times coverage. Okay, most often this is used for coverage. So let's say that I'm 100% sure that 30% of the forecast area will see at least some measurable rain. Then I'd forecast a 30% chance for rain, right? Basically, to boil it down, if you stay in one spot all day and there's a 30% chance for rain, then you have a 30% chance for rain. If you move around a little bit throughout the day, your chances will go up. Important to remember, the percentage has nothing to do with how much rain falls. You could have a 10% chance for rain and still end up with flooding if you get caught no. under a rogue thunderstorm. Now, it also doesn't really okay. help that a lot of different meteorologists have different definitions. But My neck hurts. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Billie Eilish has that documentary dropping on Friday. Apple TV Plus is where you'll find it. It's called Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, and she's doing promo for it now. And was talking to Stephen Colbert about the doc. What's it like to have a camera living with you? What is that experience like? It's very invasive, um, but it's also fun because the way that I put it the other day was like, you know, as human beings, I think we all tend to feel pretty irrelevant all the time. And even though it was very invasive and a lot at some points, and I, sometimes I just was like, you gotta go. It was fun. It was fun to have a, a, you know, people there that are literally just there to watch you live your life because there's nothing like that. You know, there's nothing in life that is like that. Um, so it was very fun. And I'm, I kind of loved it, to be honest with you. It, it was a lot at times again, but it was also fun. Like, it was just fun to just, you know, be able to just be like, and there's a camera there. And like, I don't know. It was weird. It was, it's weird. It's a weird way to live, but it's also fun and they were they were really respectful so they were very much like if i was like okay i can't do this right now they would just leave which was great and that's so needed hmm. i don't know if i'd be able to do that though have yeah. cameras following you around like all the time all the time and I, I know she's like used to it in different kind of aspects with like paparazzi different though because but you, it's completely different because she's not controlling that narrative or controlling what she's doing right two, i think two, it would be fantastic two things that make this different one the control and two there's an end point 
Yeah. So this isn't something that you realize you don't like one day and you're looking at your future thinking this is never going to go away. So you get to control what they're shooting, and but also you know you know there's an ending to it. Like Big Brother right? is different. It's there There's an end point. There's an end point to Big Brother, right? Sure, but I think those cameras on like a Big Brother are watching you more than these cameras were. Yeah, my god, I could never do Big Brother. No. No. Not at all. I've done it for a day and there's no, and I, I was in that house for, I'm going to say less than an hour, less than an hour before I had a panic attack. Really? Yeah, because I was but thinking. But you can't see them. They're behind sort of mirrors. No, Bef but you still know, like you're in that mindset, like you know your setting, you know your surroundings, and you know that you are surrounded by hundreds of cameras. I had a panic attack because I, within an hour, started re- living and trying to obsess and obsessing about everything that I just said in that previous hour, wondering, did I say something I shouldn't have? Right. I couldn't, I couldn't relax. And I couldn't, I, that way all day. I couldn't hold a conversation because I was just so worried that I was going to say something, not that I was going to say something wrong, uh -huh. but just say something that I didn't want somebody to hear because you're sitting at a table talking to like, you're talking to a stranger and you're just sort of getting to know each other because you're but just how's that different than being on the radio. Because but, I know that not, there's a red light when the microphone's on. Sure, like but you, we all know each other. You're in this not room. relaxed. You're you're not relaxed the same way. Like when somebody's telling you, "Hey, have you ever, you know, ever been married, or you know, you ever done this?" and then you just have a conversation that you think is just between two people, and then you look up and there's like six cameras but on. That's you. why you should just live your life and not worry about what you're saying. Well, that's that's a quick way to lose everything. More. <laughs> 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 Billy Eilish, the world's a little blurry on Apple TV Plus this Friday. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, so explain to me the baby's problem with JoJo Siwa. I don't know, man. He dropped a song on Friday, and he had her name in the song. Okay. And then people were clowning on the baby, being like, "Why are you mentioning JoJo Siwa? Why like are you he, coming after her? Because he dissed her, right? The way it was framed was that he dissed her." Even though he later came out in a tweet and said that right, he actually didn't. Yeah, I'll read that tweet to you in a second. But play, play. Do you have the clip there? Yeah. Okay. Don't want to get me started. Turn me up. Gonna see why you a bitch. Jojo, see why bitch. Let the wrong nigga get rich. Both of these chains on my neck. They compete with each other. They fighting and throwing a bitch. Too many words there. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on with that. That was eight seconds, and I think okay. he rhymed off 100 words. <laughs> so was this just a, a matter of he needed a word that rhymed? And so then, that's my whole thing. Right? Yeah. Okay. He was just like, okay, what words rhyme with this? How can I make it clever? And maybe grab some attention. Because, oh, JoJo Siwa. Right. Because everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second here. First of all, like trying to even understand that there could be beef between DaBaby and JoJo Siwa is one thing. But Which like, is weird. But like then you start thinking, well, how did that even start to the point of where it would get on a record? Like how yeah. long is the how long has the, the feud been going on to where he finally needed to lash out? Because it's usually at this point where we would start anticipating some sort of response from JoJo Siwa. Yeah. Right? Because that song from DaBaby came out on Friday. Right. Like you would think that maybe like by oh. yesterday she would have had a response Thank ready you. to go. Video, music video and everything. Thank you. Uh, but we didn't get that. <laughs> no. And And so the... the Did she even say anything? She never replied, right? She didn't say so, anything. So, let me find you what the, what the baby wrote here. He goes, uh, Yo. Sorry, hold on here. Where the hell is it? Man. Oh, he tweeted this. Uh, Jojo Siwa. My three-year-old princess is your number one fan. 
I bought her every product you have out. She thinks she you. Don't let him trick you into thinking I'd ever have a problem with you. My wordplay just went over their heads. All love on my end, shoddy. Keep shinning. Shining? Shine. Well, to, uh, it's shinning, actually. But oh, yes. He, keep, that's keep, what he wrote. Yes. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep, keep shining. The baby needs a di- the dictionary. So he just said that it was just wordplay on his part, yeah. right? So it was literally just he needed something to rhyme with. And but, then, but man, I don't know when you're doing a song like that. Yo, if you need to rhyme a child star, need to drag her into your nonsense. I don't know if you saw People were going in on the baby. Yeah, and like it got so bad where they were like, they were like looking up his height versus her height. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, yo, you can't be coming after a 17 year old that's taller than you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. But I don't know. Like, listen, like, this is not, to me, it's not, a, not a diss. Don't want to get me started. Turn me up. Gonna see why I you a bitch. JoJo, see why I bitch. Let the wrong get rich. Both of the chains on my neck, they compete with each other. They fighting and throwing the beat. Right? But did he call it the B word? Is that why everybody is? He said the word. He didn't, he said the word. He didn't call her the word. Oh, oh, yeah. That goes over well. But that, that excuse has never worked for a man ever. Clearly, clearly everybody thought that he was calling her the word. Right. What is it, Shem? So part of the other issue is that in the music video for this song, he shows a picture of Jojo Siwa. What the hell is this guy's problem? <laughs> oh. Yeah, you meant to do that, bro. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Olivia Rodrigo, driver's license, still number one for fifth straight week on Billboard. Really, huh? Still breaking streaming records all over the place. And SNL over the weekend had a skit using the song where it's these seven dudes who are all playing pool in a bar, acting uh, all tough, macho. Okay. Typical, right? Yeah. And here's how here's how the skit starts and plays out. 50 bucks says I kick Bobby's ass. Hey, you trying to hustle me or Shut up and break him, will you? I'll break you first. How about that? Hey, easy, boys. I take all your money by the end of the night. Just let me play my song first. So he walks over to the jukebox, hits the button. <laughs> all right, nine ball, corner pocket. Watch me. And then they all realize what song's playing. Wait, what am I listening to? <laughs> Driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo, man. Sounds like it's just some teen girl singing in a room to the piano. And that's the beauty of it. You got a problem? <laughs> What's this song, like, even about you? Yes, it's about a girl getting her driver's license, but it's bittersweet because it's something she and her ex always talked about. That's what I guess based on hearing it for the first time right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, if you want to get all literal, but, uh, I mean, I think I overheard on the news or something that it's actually about the kids from High School Musical. I don't know. Oh, who? Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, Zac Efron, Sharpay, that whole crew? No, nah, man. High School Musical, the series. <laughs> Olivia wrote about Joshua Bassett, who's allegedly now with Sabrina Carpenter. Listen, man. Listening to the song, right? And they're talking about not knowing about the song, not knowing who she is, not knowing the content, but then obviously going through and talking about the actual song, knowing her life, and then they break into this. their arms around each other swaying back and forth singing the song I still love 
<laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A question was asked on Reddit specifically to waiters and waitresses. And that question is, what's the most awkward first date you had to witness firsthand? Oh, God. And the replies were insane, dude. Just reading some of these stories, I can't believe these happen. This one person wrote and said, this actually happened on Valentine's Day. The date seemed to be going very well. Actually, not awkward at all. They talked nonstop, no lulls in conversation. They were laughing, carrying on, and just generally having a good time. In fact, another server and I were laughing about how obnoxiously loud they were. Then I heard the gentleman say, and obviously you're still not married, right? Please tell me you're still not married. And then she said, well, actually... And then things got very uncomfortable. It must not have been a deal breaker because they stayed at the restaurant for another hour until we closed, but they were actually very quiet for the rest of the night and hardly spoke to each other at all. (laughs) Oh, God. Another person wrote in, a guy and girl came in, super weird chemistry all night. The guy was obviously trying to impress her by being a huge douche, and she looked like she was just pretending to not hate it so the date would end faster. At the end of the night, she says she'll take an Uber home, and he awkwardly leaves without her. She then waits for the bartender to come back over, orders another cocktail, and asks for his phone number. Oh, God. (laughs) I saw a TikTok video not that long ago, a couple weeks ago, where I guess it was a young woman out on a date with a guy that she met on Tinder or something. And she has her phone out just on the table, and she's filming him um, eating spaghetti. And the way that he was eating spaghetti was like leaning right over his plate with his face in the bowl and he would scoop it up into his mouth and like bite it. And then all the pieces would fall back into back into the bowl. And everybody went in on this. She's like, this is over. Like it was basically that was the deal breaker. Right. On a first date was watching the way that somebody eats. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Because it was it was I mean, it was a savage way to eat spaghetti. But But I don't know if that's a deal breaker, though. No, And that's probably the way he's eaten spaghetti his entire life. Right. Right. So to him, it's normal. It's like when I see somebody. Okay, I wonder how somebody grew up when I see somebody hold a fork. Yeah. Okay, And they hold their fork with their thumb over top of the fork. I have a fork in my hand right now. Yes. So, okay. Like this? No, 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 no. Put the, open your, open your hand like this. Yeah. Place the fork in your hand so the prongs are going up towards your thumb. Yeah. Now grip the fork. Like that. When I see people hold a fork like that, I'm (laughs) I'm always like, I'm always like, who raised you? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Right? You know, I've seen, I, I swear to God, I've been in restaurants where I've seen somebody cut a steak and they hold the knife the way that you would if you were about to stab somebody. Like, blade coming out from the baby finger. Oh, yeah. Right? That's a very, like, childish way. Yes. To hold yes. a knife, yes. right? Uh, again, this was on Reddit. Waiters and waitresses, what's the most awkward first date you had to witness firsthand? A couple was shown to their table, and the guy was on the phone the entire time. I normally wait until guests are off their phones to give my spiel. The specials, things like that, right? Take their drink order. But he didn't show any sign of getting off the phone. I take the order, which the guy just holds his hand over the phone, talks over his date. (laughs) When I come back, she attempts to order an app, our house specialty, and he tries to say that the portions are large enough without the app. (laughs) 
she orders the zucchini app. Anyway, I get the dinner order and bring out the app. At this point, I hadn't been to the table when he hadn't been on his phone. When I was putting together the salad, the woman comes out to the lobby and asked to get her meal packed up. She ended up paying her half of the bill and ducked out. She told me that this was their first date, and she was set up by a soon-to-be former French. When I brought the guy his meal to him, he asked where her dinner was, and I told him what happened. He really thought that she was in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. I've never done that. At the end of the dinner, two couples on a double date dined and dashed. I chased them down, and the girls had no clue. Their dates had told them that they already paid. The girls ended up paying. The guys had no cash. No. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, And I'll read one more to you. Again, this is uh, from Reddit. Waiters and waitresses, what's the most awkward first date you had to witness firsthand? At a restaurant I worked at, there was a white guy and a black guy on a first date. They were sitting in a booth and having a good time. White guy gets up to go to the bathroom. When he came back, he sat in the wrong booth with a different black guy. Took him a minute to realize it was a different person. (laughs) The person he was on a date with was not happy at all. They tried to salvage their date, but it didn't work. Oh, no. Come on. That is the worst. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ellie Golding's pregnant. Sorry? 30 weeks. Sorry, say that again? Ellie Golding is pregnant. When did she become pregnant? August. (laughs) How did we not know? Exactly. Yeah, she just did an interview. I'm just reading her Vogue interview. Wait, 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 hold on. Vogue UK. What has she been posting like on IG and stuff? Nothing. Nothing at all? No. No. She said the the last public appearance that Ellie Golding made was the V&A Museum show in August. She goes, I did a show and I was pregnant and I had no idea. Oh, wow. And then that was it. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. she just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. And when she was talking to, when she did the interview in Vogue, she was talking to the reporter saying, you're the first person, like I've told, like I haven't been photographed pregnant. Hold on. <laughs> I need to verify this. Hold on a second. It's kind of awesome. Because that kind of stuff never happens. But I guess it's like COVID. People aren't like that concern that they haven't seen somebody in a while. And there's no obligations to show up somewhere there's no red carpets there's no shows there's no festivals there's no conferences there's no anything right and so she hasn't shown up anywhere but nobody's shown up anywhere so nobody thought any different yeah it all makes sense so she's been posting right but like like these are all old photos of her (laughs) yeah right but she posted 16 hours ago yeah and I get I, I don't know if this is for her Vogue shoot. Yeah, that that's that's the three, that's the Vogue cover. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, three photos yeah. in here yeah. with her obviously pregnant. Yeah. And then the one before that was from yesterday, and it's her uh advertise promoing that she's gonna be on the Graham Norton show. But look at this dress that she's in, right? The outfit. It's like very yeah, yeah. fluffily. You can't yeah, tell that no, she's pregnant. No, at she's all, covered right? in feathers. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good for you, Ellie Gold. Yeah, she says the thought of getting pregnant didn't seem like it could be a reality. Becoming pregnant kind of made me feel human. I want a better world 
than I want a better word than womanly, but I have curves I've never had before. I'm enjoying Aww. it. My husband is enjoying it. Yeah. So Ellie Goldie, 30 weeks pregnant. Wow, I had no idea. But that's the thing. Nobody like you're not shocked that you haven't seen somebody because nobody's been out doing anything. Yeah. Right? Like people are trying so hard to stay relevant and still promote that that's why places like Clubhouse and everything else have, have taken off because yeah. people need platforms now. Um, but for the majority of people, like if you're trying to keep a secret right now, it's it's been it's very easy to do. Yeah. Very Good easy to you, do. For you, Ellie Golding, yeah. though. Congratulations. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, fans were back in the stands at the Barclays Center last night for the Nets game. 300 of them. What? Sold out, huh? 300. <laughs> it's fun. There's so many pictures on Twitter right now of what a sold out Barclays center looks like. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but you know what? Like during the regular season, when you have a city that has just a terrible, terrible team, yeah. and you can get courtside seats for like 20 bucks. Yeah. It must've looked like that where it just, Oh, it's sparse. It's worse than that. Right? Cause people tend to congregate close when they get good seats. Right. Yeah. Cause nobody's going to kick you out. But they don't point. even let you do that. You still have you to be. You still here, have to yeah. be spread out. So uh, this is Joe Harris of the Brooklyn Nets on what it was like to finally play in front of fans again. Just having somebody in there to cheer you on is better than nothing. So uh, it was definitely nice, even though you know 300 is not a lot in a in a big arena, but it's still um, better feel than um, the empty ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because you know when we're watching at home and they're pumping in. Crowd sounds, sounds no different. Right? I, I for enjoy us, it's it normal. just the same. Yep. But for them, playing on the court with no noise, no oh, crowd noise, it's got to be different. I know, I know. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There was apparently a little girl uh, in the UK who had nightmares. She was, oh, sorry, in, in Pennsylvania. And um, she's five years old. Her name is Rosalind Kane. Yeah. And her dad reached out to a men's choir in the UK because I guess they would watch these videos on YouTube together. And then this men's choir did a custom lullaby for Rosalind and her sister Evelyn. However, I will say this. Why? If I was having trouble sleeping, uh-huh. and maybe I'm just not used to, to the tones of men's choirs, but if I was having trouble sleeping... I would not, I could not listen to this because this would keep me up all night or maybe even add to the nightmare. So listen to what they created. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah, no, I'm good. Hell no. This is what they play right before the demon gets you. Thank you. Right? Join us. This Join is right us. before, as the cult is congregating in your living room and yeah. about to walk up the stairs to come and snatch you from your bed. Yeah. What is that guy called in the choir that has the deep voice? Is that the bass? The alto? What is it? The bass? They should never do anything that is designed for children. It's too deep. It's it's. It should uh, be called the Baba Duck. It, yeah, it's Diablo. No. No thanks. I would not like, listen like this to this. Is, like this is God. So give me more nightmares. Thank you. Dumb? This is to me. This is very like druidish. Like these. This is like all in a single file line. Guys walking into your room wearing white cloaks or red red cloaks with big hoods. Yeah, and then right? Yeah, with their hands like folded on their chests. No, I'm not listening to this. No. Thanks. I'm good. And dumb. they made this for a child. Yeah. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
somebody sent me this clip that I want to play for you. Okay. Um, it is a, I don't know where it's from or what the school is, but it was on uh, TikTok or Instagram, one of those. And it's a history teacher discussing major events with his high school students. So these are all high school age kids. And this is a teacher discussing things like uh, Helen Keller, Hitler, Pearl Harbor, and D-Day. And listen to their responses. Helen Keller is the Nazi guy. No! What? what Nazi guy? I don't know. He like, is like a terrorist. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah, I'm going to write Helen Keller up here. Yeah. Right? No. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Is Hitler the... Who's Hitler? Who is Hitler? Helen Keller was the blind and deaf person who was fake. She didn't exist, but everyone believes she was deaf and blind. What? She was fake? Yeah, she, she was, was deaf and blind. blind. What Pearl Harbor was, if I say Pearl Harbor? Is that a bridge? Dude. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. A person? A rapper? A rapper. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, these are kids, right? High school. Okay, high school. Like younger high school high or school older high school? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it should have been high somebody's school. job at that high school high to school. teach them about all of no, those things. No, that's somebody's job in primary school or to primary teach school, them I guess, those yeah. things, not high school. D-Day the rapper. D- <laughs> he got a song coming out with Drake, right? Yes, he does. He absolutely He's does. He's That's why Drake hasn't released his <laughs> album yet. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I know in your house, Roz, you guys are big uh, into puzzling. Puzzling. Oh, bro, I finished. No, I, sorry. I've been working on this puzzle for a while now. But I'm not allowed to do the cat part because Roxy has to do the cat part. So Aww. I have to do I have to do all the other parts. And then I'm like, hey, there's cat parts that need to be done or I can't continue. And then she's got to stroll in and do the cat parts. So we're just starting to get into puzzling. Puzzling in our, is life, man. In our house um, with an almost four-year-old in the house. We can do like a max 21-piece puzzle. Yeah. And the pieces are huge. Huge. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but he likes putting them together and then... We take them apart and put them together again. Uh, Maxine Olive. I don't know if you heard this story, guys. No. This woman in Belleville, Ontario, just completed a 40,320-piece puzzle set. It's a 10-panel collection made up of all... The picture then becomes all Disney movies. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Dumbo, Little Mermaid, oh, Bambi, I got Cinderella. You. I got you. I'll show you a picture of what it looks I like. I don't know a lot about this woman, but I could tell you right now, I know she doesn't have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> cat cats room puzzles, man. Look at how big this puzzle is. Oh, for God's sake. How do you have that much space in your house? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Listen to this. It's 22 feet long. Oh, my God. Six feet high. weighs about 44 pounds. And it's the second largest puzzle in the world. She had to move her fridge and entire living room in her apartment with only, like, a few inches left. At that point, do you not just put some sort of covering over it and leave it there? Like, I, it would kill me to put it away. Yeah, taking that How apart. How do you transport you, you'd that? You'd have to shellac it. No, that would be your new floor. Kitchen. Like, you put the fridge on top of it now. That would just be your new floor. Yeah. You, I'd, I'd, but then what happens if, when you move? I'd pour resin over top of it. Is that like a <laughs> like a selling feature? Yeah, that probably goes against your... Uh, you're um, not going to get your security deposit back. From start to finish, she worked on the puzzle for about 150 hours. That's it? Yeah, and surpassed the last known record by a guy from Massachusetts who worked on a puzzle for 423 hours. 
Yeah, so but she was just his puzzle knocked this the one same size? out of the park. I have no I idea. I imagine it goes by pieces, number of pieces. Um, so hold on a second here. So she beat the record by how much? So the old record was 423 hours. She did it in 150 hours. Oh, my God. That's work like half. began on Feb 13th with 13 and a half hours being her shortest day. <laughs> her longest day yeah. was over the weekend. 34 hours. Oh my she God. stopped for one hour to sleep. <laughs> oh, I was going to say to pee. One hour. Obsessed. I love this yeah. woman. And she recorded the entire thing, and she's submitting all the footage to Guinness. Really? I, I love guess this woman. When you start on a task like this, yeah, and you know what the end result is going to be, you have to like document the whole thing. You have to. I love her. That's incredible. And when you look at the way she organized, so I don't know. So, again, it's 40,320 pieces. And I don't know if maybe if it all comes together in one massive pile in the box. Yeah. Or if they have it separated by kind of like section. Because she took a picture where... All the pieces are separated by, I guess, like by movie, by panel. Color. And, or by, oh, maybe it's by color. Yeah, but there's yeah. so much common color. She yeah. was able to separate them by like the section and then put them in Ziploc bags. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, I always find the edges and then the corners. Yeah, well, yeah, ed edges and corners. But for the rest of the puzzle, it's all, I, I separate everything with color yeah. and then put them all into individual bags. But when I look at these uh, these Ziploc bags, it's like one of two, two of two. And then she's got it named by movie, like Bambi, bag yeah. two of two. Yeah. yeah. I, so I suspect that they came in different boxes as part of a set. Oh, my God. That would never, could you, I could not even imagine the grief I would get. If I had a, uh, if my 50 pound puzzle box was just left on the table, you know like what I mean? Have to you, take... Can you please move your 50 pound puzzle? Yeah, like no. that's, a, uh, no, I can't. <laughs> I got work <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, after fans asked Chris Noth whether he was willing to confirm the fact that he will not be reprising his role as Mr. Big in the new Sex in the City series. He wrote, well, if page six says it, it must be true. And they replied with a winky face emoji. So I don't know what that we're to believe with that. Well, he Is also he... said that he says things can be ch changed. Don't trust the rags. Right. Yes. But that is not a confirmation, mm -mm. but it's not a definite no, as we were led to I believe. I take it as a confirmation that he's since had conversations with Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Well, so we may get Mr. Big. But because you can't Sex do this without him. I know. That's what a lot of people are saying. Because that was what? The... Carrie's, Carrie's husband is just, what, out of town? <laughs> she could have died. Who knows? He's, he, maybe he Skip ran off with Samantha. I yes. was just going to say Samantha. Yes. yes. Right? That, that's what makes perfect sense. Oh, my sense. God. What if they ran off together? There you go. There you go. We never think about Hold that. On, let's huh? talk about no, that. Do it. No, we're not talking about it anymore. That's all I got in me for Sex in the City. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. God, that Tiger Woods crash, huh? Holy I legit hell. thought he died. I think everybody did, though. Because the first I saw of that story was on Twitter, and it was the photo of the car yeah. of his SUV flipped over, yeah. and the headline crash Tiger Woods, and I was like, oh, my God, this man died. So... I, according to TMZ, the area where Tiger crashed is known as a dangerous spot where other vehicles have also lost control in the past. And there's actually a net 
over the edge to help prevent exactly this. Oh, really? And in the statement on Tiger's um, organization's uh, Twitter account, they say that Tiger is awake, responsive, recovering in hospital. Um, doctors put a rod into his leg during surgery into his tibia to stabilize the fracture and screws and pins were used to stabilize injuries in his foot and ankle. Oh my God. He suffered a comminuted open fracture in his right leg, which is a compound fracture, Yeah, which means that the bone was shattered in at least two places and broke through the skin. Oh my God. Yo, he's never playing golf again, huh? You know, I thought that I I thought that immediately, and then I and then I realized that this is Tiger Woods we're talking about. Yeah, and, he's next level. And and Tiger Woods had incredible work done on his back. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that tournament, I'm I don't remember I don't recall which tournament it was, but he on on like day one, he took a shot from the tee box and dropped to his knees. Because he was in so much pain. Yeah. And everybody, and everybody, like, you can watch the footage. Everybody in the gallery was just like, what the actual hell is going on? Because um, you just don't see Tiger Woods sort of vulnerable like that on, on a golf course. And he dropped to his knees because it hurts so much. And he went on on the Monday to have a playoff round. Yeah. Because he finished the tournament. Like, it was just, he's incredible. Right. Like he's absolutely incredible. So at first I was like, Tiger Woods is never going to play golf again. And then I was like, man, I'm not saying that because it's Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, I know he's 45. You don't recover when the reality is with athletes. You don't recover at 45 the same way you did when you were 25. Plus, you just, look you don't, at, you read don't, off that list again of everything that he had bro, done to him. Right? I know. Like it's, I, know. I don't want to say not impossible, but it would be very difficult for you yeah. to come back from all of that. Having all of that done to you, yeah, to then try to compete again. Hey, listen, we watched. You know, anybody who's a fan of UFC, and you and I watched this together. But anybody who saw Anderson Silva kick a guy in the leg where his leg oh. broke in half and came out of the skin, right? His leg broke in half, like yeah. at the shin. He had like two knees, <laughs> like there was two joints. His yeah. knee bent, and then it broke in the middle of his shin, <laughs> right? And he needs to kick people for a living. Yeah. And he came back. Yeah, that's true. He didn't come back as great as he was, but he came back. I mean, Tiger, listen, he'll have the motivation, right? Whether it's to prove to himself that he could do it or to prove to everybody else that he could do it. Or maybe both. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. So uh, I the the pictures of the of the car too are just like, oh my god, I know, horrific. Like how did? But he was awake when they got there. They don't think there's there's no sort of suspicion of uh, another DUI. Um, but speed is definitely a factor in that area. And again, that area where he crashed, this is no other cars, right? This is no, it's just him, Mm. just him. Uh, and this is a place in LA where people have lost control in the past. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing, guys? How you doing, guys? Danny, it's Ron Zamoka. We wanted to call to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. Yo, you answered that phone in, like, record time, dude. Did you think that... Did you, like, know that we were calling? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Okay, because your friend friend Ushan uh, sent us a text and said... 
Uh, I'm Danny's friend, and can you do me a yeah, favor? Yeah. Can you guys call Danny? He's a huge fan of you guys. Also, let me tell you about my friend Danny. He is the most kind man and genuine man, and he loves to make people yeah. laugh around him. Yeah, it's true, man. You know what I'm saying? It's true that. No, you're the best, Danny. Danny, you've, you've been, been in our lives for yeah. a long time now. Since you were a kid. Yeah. I know, right? I know, right? Since I was 15, man, and I, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, now you're yeah, a man. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. 24th tomorrow, man, you know? Now you're man, now you're man Danny. <laughs> <laughs> man Danny. <laughs> Dude, nah, you know we best. love you so much, man. Happy birthday, bro. Thanks, man. man. Mocha. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Were you a fan of American Pie at all in those movies? I mean, I watched the first one. Man, yeah. the but then one. they spun that out to like this whole thing. Like there was like American Pie, like movies with whole, like with completely different casts. But I think Eugene Levy was in all of them. Yeah. Even, even like when a- they had nothing to do with the original American Pie, the Eugene Levy character wound up in all of them. Like yeah, even the direct to video uh, for versions of it. Like a uh, band camp one? Yeah. Or and then like, camp the, or the, like the, the college years or something like that. There was one of those too. Yeah. I remember doing that. Or, no, like, or, watched... like fra- or like American Pie, like Fraternity House or whatever it was. I don't know. I but... watched the first. Is the second one also the wedding one or no? Uh, I guess that I, I don't know. Them, like with the original. Anyway, cast. what I was asking is would you be interested in a reunion? Oh, no. No, you wouldn't know. No. Yeah, I, th- I think that they took that franchise in just like a completely wild direction that yeah, they- what it was even at the time. I don't know if you could they replicate to do that. Too I, don't, much. I don't know if it, I don't know if it could be. It was just so much of the time. It was like that that period in the whatever it was, I don't know, 90s or 90s. early 2000s, yeah. 90s that you just I don't I don't it's not even that the movie doesn't doesn't hold up anymore because I'm sure it would still be funny. But there was just so much in there that you, you it can't be replicated. And also, I don't know if it should be repl- replicated. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, probably not. Like, wasn't there like a hidden camera thing aspect to that movie? Is well? Something like that, right? I don't know. Wasn't there something? All I remember I is St- Stifler's Mom. Stifler's Mom, right? Like, I don't know if you could do that in the movie anymore. Anyway, uh, Tara Reid revealed that the cast of American Pie had been talking about doing a new sequel. Nah, just because they're talking about it. Right. mean that's going to happen. Right. Uh, she said, we've been talking about it for ages. We'd all love to do it, uh, but we'll see what happens. Said, it's, uh, I've, seen the di- I've seen the directors, and they said it's going to happen. It's just hard to get everyone scheduled aligned, is what she had said. Hold on. Look on IMDb. I'll tell you who's busy or not. I know. Like, that is not, <laughs> that's not a cast that is, like, inundated with projects right now. No, no, right? no. No, you're right. Like I'm sure if they were to make a phone call or start a group chat, every single one of them would say, I'm in. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of that, I'll tell you, and, and I don't mean to be disparaging in case he's been working on something really, really great, like one of those shows that I just don't happen to watch. Okay. But what happened to Chris Klein? I'll tell you right now. Now, don't just read me his IMDb because that says nothing. Oh. But like, what happened to the guy? That guy was a big star. Like, he was going places. Am I crazy with this? Um, Like, he was getting some really great opportunities. He did uh, he did Election with Reese Witherspoon and, and uh, Matthew Broderick which, Broderick, which was really great. He was in Just Friends. Remember that with Ryan Reynolds? When was that? When Ryan Reynolds was just the um, just the best friend of the hot girl in school. Well, what year and was he, that, though? He, 2005. 
that's a long time ago. And um, just oh so my you God. know, just so you know, 2005 is a very long time ago. You know why? Because I just watched that movie again recently. Yeah, 2005 is a very long Anna time Ferris ago. Anna Ferris is in that movie as well. Yeah. But two, but 2005 is a very long time ago. But um, I wonder what happened to Chris Klein because I really like that guy. He's apparently in The Flash. Oh, is he? Oh, there you go. So he is in a show that I don't watch. Anyway, uh, never mind. Uh, what I was saying is that <laughs> if you... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so other than Chris Klein, yeah. like what's Jason Biggs up to? Yeah, I know. I know. And I get I get the sense that Jason Biggs would love to do it. Right? What's... Shannon Elizabeth, what's she up to? Right. What's Allison diff- Hannigan. Allison Hannigan just showed up in something that I watched the other day. She was the mom in something. Okay, uh, Eugene Levy. The movie his, that Roxy was watching. He's free now. Yeah. Now the Shit's Creek is. Well, I mean, is I mean, done. He's probably the, the most busy. Uh, Tara Reid is free. Uh, Sean but, William Scott. You can't tell me he's not free. Yeah, I know what's that guy doing, huh? I don't think they're going to get Natasha Lyonne though. Mina Savari. I don't think they're going to get Mina Savari. No, no I don't. She got to so. be free. Well, it doesn't matter. Free, though. Yeah, I don't know. Natasha Lyonne's got the show on Netflix that everybody liked. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a huge. Then maybe there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are dying for a new American. Buy. I don't know. For me, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think I watched that many, but apparently I watched. You watched a them lot. all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Big news for the WWE this week as it was announced that NXT, which has quickly become one of their flagship shows, will be shown every Wednesday night on Sportsnet 360 and Sportsnet Now. It all kicked off last night, and fans across Canada were loving it. Okay, I'm so nervous right now, Roz. I've been a wrestling fan my entire life and talking to one of the greats. Triple H, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Good. I'm just going to warn you uh, just for two seconds. It's going to get really loud, so you may want to just step back from your computer for a second. Because I have something planned. We welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Five-time IC champion. Three-time World <laughs> Tag Team champion. Two-time European champion. 14-time world champion. Two-time Royal Rumble winner. King of the Ring tournament winner. Three-time Slammy Award winner. <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a.k.a. Triple H, a.k.a. The Game. <laughs> welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Wow. That is good. You guys need to cut back on the caffeine this early. You think? <laughs> How are that's, you, man? Yeah, that's uh, that's some high test stuff you got going on there <laughs> to be able to do that at this hour. That's impressive. Uh, in addition to watching Monday Night Raw and uh, Friday Night SmackDown main event and this week in WWE over on Sportsnet, we're now adding NXT live on Wednesdays. Finally, this is incredible yeah. news. How pumped are you to finally get this going, man? Oh my God, I'm so excited. You know, it's it, since the beginning of all of this, um, you know, fans in Canada, which, you know, are some of the most passionate WWE fans around the world for everything that we do, um, they've been asking for this. And it's been a, a, a point of frustration a little bit for me uh, sometimes of, not being able to deliver something that people want so bad, especially when you feel so strongly about the product. Um, but here we are in, in this time now where you're going to be able to, for the first time, you know, catch NXT live two hours. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, for me, it's just amazing. And I'm so happy that fans, as I knew this was coming to be, it's funny over the last few weeks, I've seen so many people, tweeting about good lord would you please just give us this show live and and i was like just give me another week or two and we'll have this rolling for you so exciting period of time and especially at this time of year where we're beginning to roll into 
you know, WrestleMania and takeovers uh, in, in that time frame, that road to WrestleMania. Um, it couldn't be a more exciting time to be able to have this happen. Triple H from the WWE joins us right now on the Raz Mocha Show. Um, there's so much fans just want, and you can see it right now with the success of uh, The Rock's TV show. Everybody freaked out when they found out they were doing the Hulk Hogan movie. In your opinion, when it comes to that, sort of like taking somebody's life and putting it either on Netflix or in a theater on a television show, aside from those two giants, who do you think should be next in line? Who do you think's the the, the sort of deserving story God, you know there's so many of them like vince has spent 50 years or more creating these larger than life characters and being being a part of creating that obviously they were a massive part of that as well but like when you go down that list of the the bruno san martino's um you know and and generationally what that meant of like being chased by nazis and living in the mountains and then coming to america and and really the american dream through Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, through that entire generation to then getting into the attitude era of Austin and Rock and Foley and Undertaker and, you know, all those things. But, you know, there's so many amazing stories and characters there and telling those real true life behind the scenes in a bigger way than has ever been told before. But if I had to pick one, if I solely just had to pick one, I would say Vince. And that's the thing. Everyone's been asking for a Vince documentary. Why has a Vince either documentary or show or something about his life never been produced? Is that something that you guys in the WWE have talked about uh, doing in-house yourselves? Yeah, well, in-house, but I think more in larger format. And it's, yeah, it's definitely something that's on the table and being talked about a lot. You know, I think prior to now, Vince was always... Uh, I think hesitant to do it. It's it's a funny thing with, with Vince is that he really doesn't see himself while, while Mr. McMahon was one of the most epic characters <laughs> ever in our programming, he doesn't see himself as part of the programming in a way. Yeah. So, you know, in a way, when you ask him about those things, like nobody's interested about me and what they want to know about, you know, the, 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 the stars and the performers and all that stuff. But the truth is they do. And um, I think the most difficult thing, with Vince's life um, will be making it succinct. And it's almost like every chapter of his life is like a whole nother unbelievable story. You know, the story is amazing. All the things he's been through, the the trials and the tribulations, so to speak, of of getting to where he is. And and, um, no one looks at that, I don't think, and anyone, no one gives him the credit. They just see this uh, billion dollar empire that he's global empire that he's created now. And they see him as this, you know, evil tyrant businessman or whatever. I think Steve, uh, I think the, Steve Carell could play Vince McMahon. What? I really do. No I know he's Steve a little Carell? small. I think he's a little small, no. but I, I think Steve Carell would kill it. <laughs> We're going to have to get Steve Carell in the gym with, uh, with Chris Hemsworth or something like that and get him on the, the Hulk Hogan biopic plan there to get him in the Vince McMahon category. There you go. Uh, Triple H, it's such a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, first of all, thank you for bringing uh, Rhea Ripley from NXT over to, to Monday Night Raw. I think she's an absolute talent. She is a future uh, champion. Mm, and yeah. I know NXT is so close to your heart. Um, so it's it's exciting that we're finally getting this live every Wednesday on Sportsnet. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much. And again, I'm a really big fan of yours of wrestling of the industry the business everything that goes into it and you heard my intro so mania's coming up if you need someone for in-ring intro holla at your boy i will keep that in mind for sure it was amazing (laughs) it really was so uh thank you guys for the time and uh 
again, I'm, I'm very excited to bring NXT in its two-hour two form uh, to Canada for everybody to see, and uh, let me know what you think. And if you don't like that, you can suck it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Connor, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good, Mocha. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. So what's your deal, dude? All right. Uh, do I play hockey in Canada or do I play hockey in the U.S.? Okay, so you wrote us this. Rosamo can fix my life. Uh, you recently had a couple of offers from the U.S. to go play hockey and go to school at the same time. And you've had the same offers from schools in Ontario. You're out of B.C. Uh, since COVID has hit, it stopped your last year from being eligible to play in B.C. You're 20 years old and you just switched up your major and have no clue what to do. Um, do you want to play hockey? Like, is, is the NHL the goal? No, the NHL is not the goal, but okay. really what I want to do, I've always just wanted to keep playing hockey while going to school. You know, it's always been kind of like a dream of mine and what I've been talked about with my parents for a while now. And, you know, like the the big difference is, you know, staying here. Obviously, it's cheaper, but I've always wanted to, you know, go down and explore the U.S. and everything. But with COVID, I don't really know how everything's going to be possible. You know what I'm saying? What do you want to major in? Do you know that at least? Yeah, yeah. I switched up my major to uh, international business and finance. Okay. Are the school offers in the States, is there any money involved in that? Like, are you talking scholarships at all, or is this just uh, you got ex- you, yeah. partial scholarships? And what's the, what's the financial difference between, say, going to a school in Ontario to going to a school of your choice in the States? Like, what's the money difference? So it's about... 20 about 20k us if i go per year Mm -hmm. which is quite a bit of money Mm -hmm. um and then if i stayed here it's about uh if i sorry if i went to ontario it's about uh canadian okay what's the best school the best school probably the ones in the u.s what is it uh i can't really say oh okay is it like which which, okay how about this so so those schools in the states right are they going to give you a better education? Like if NHL, if playing for the NHL isn't isn't the goal, the end goal, you just want to keep playing hockey for as long as you can. Which school is going to give you the best education that coming out of it, you're going to be able to land a job? Uh, from my research and everything, I believe one of the schools in the, in the Midwest. So, uh, so that what you're what you're doing is you have a gift, which is you play hockey well enough to get you invited to schools where they're going to throw a little bit of money at you. But you're you're not. Mm-hmm. You, you, but NHL is not the goal. So I think that you have to capitalize, especially at a young age, on what you're good at. And yeah. you know, and if hockey right now is what you're good at, you're you're in an extremely fortunate position where you don't have to try and grind it out in the OHL just to make the NHL. Because if, if exactly. hockey if hockey was the goal, I would just tell you that the you, the OHL is the the fastest track to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think everybody knows that. So uh, so then it comes down to what school and what you want to do. And if you can use this gift and your talents and something you're good at at such a young age to get a fantastic education, which is something that is like 
so difficult. Yes, 20 grand a year is an incredible amount of money. Like it's a ridiculous amount of money to go to school. But what's, yeah. but what is that? What think long term here, you know, that education mm-hmm. that you're going to get from that school right in the field that you want to do. And when you're talking business, you will already be in the, in the American market. Not that you won't want to come back to Canada, but you're, you're going to be down there. You're going to be in that world. And if you're setting yourself up for future access based on talents that you had as a 20 year old, um, I think you just have to look and say, what is the best opportunity regardless of the money? Okay. Yeah. Cause the only uh, problem that I have with a couple of schools in the Midwest is if I go down there, my first year there I would have to live on the campus and like the dorm fees are like 12 K alone. Yeah. Right. So um, Start- I found like a cheaper way of, you know, finding my own apartment and making my own food and everything, which I pretty much do when I'm here anyways. So, mm. yeah. Do you have enough time to, to, to plan for that though? Like, are you able to, to start saving or if you need to take a, take out a loan or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have the time. I, okay. I wouldn't be going until the start of uh, early, early to mid August. I wouldn't leave until. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to work on a student visa? I, when I was talking to the advisors at the schools in the Midwest, they told me that I could have a job at the rec center there. So you have to work for like, the school. You can't go and you can't let go and be an Uber driver. Not that, yeah, not, that, exactly. not that you would. So that that's a problem too, right? You know, not being able yeah. to, not being able to work. That's a mm-hmm. huge problem. Like how, how you to, mm-hmm. how you supposed to make money out there? Exactly right. Like how am I supposed to have spending money? Now I will say you gotta you have to do what everybody else does, and I've known a ton of people that have gone to school in the states, and you have to go and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and fill out every single form to get whatever extra money you can, because literally there's thousands of bursaries and grants and like there's thousands of them that are all up for grabs every year and um you gotta it's you gotta do a lot of research because a lot of people don't and a lot of them are overlooked Um, but there are ways out there if you just do the work to try and lighten the load financially um but i listen man i will always say you know just go to the best school um, you don't want to wind up, you know, being crippled with debt that you're never going to repay. But if this is going to you're going to graduate and walk out of those doors with a really kick ass job, making some, you know, decent money or at least a path to success uh, in order to pay all that down. You got to go for the best education. Yeah. OK, thanks. I'm just so swamped. That I got like four or five different schools. And oh, I look at you, have- Mr. Popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I play no, hockey I, real good, I, I, but I don't want to go to the NHL. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Let, okay. us, let us know how it goes, man. Okay, yeah. Hey, Mocha, one second, buddy. What? You got any CDs hanging around? Any CDs hanging around? Yeah, because you see these nuts hanging. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. This is the same Connor from BC that always called us about the D's Nuts jokes. Yes, sir. You're such a jerk, man. You better Hold not be lying about this. Hold on a second. Was this whole FML just a giant troll job so you can tell a D's Nuts joke? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's rude, man. I actually started feeling for you. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, I wouldn't do that. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Love you guys. All right. All right on, later, dude. Dude. Love Good you too, luck. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Raptors lost 116-108 to Miami last night. They play uh, Houston tomorrow at 7.30. Leafs beat the Flames 2-1 in overtime. Uh, The overtime goal went to William Nylander with the assist from Austin Matthews. And 88's got it. Rink wide for Matthews. Flying in is Nylander. Nylander to the end. Scores! Game winner, William Nylander. 
With the assist from Austin Matthews, it now gives him 316 points. Oh, excuse me. Monumental for us wrestling fans out there. Because <laughs> he is officially now Austin 316. <laughs> God. Tell me somebody in the Leafs organization did not play this in the locker room after the game. If you did not, huge mistake, <laughs> huge fail. You now have Austin 316 on your roster. Congratulations, Toronto Maple Leafs. I never would have even thought that. How could I, you and not? And it doesn't really, and, it, and it's, it's so unique because it doesn't work with anyone else, right? No. Like, there's no, is there anybody else that's as badass as Steve Austin that you can sort of even tie into anyone? Like, it works there's, there's, perfectly. there's nobody. Like, there's not, you know, there's like, there's no other, like, Dwayne Johnson. There's no other, you know, there's no badass wrestler named McDavid. Like, like there's no, there, there's no way. It's such a unique, it's such a unique milestone to wrestling fans who are also hockey fans, I guess, that. When you hit Austin 316, you got to celebrate because you may never get this chance again. But here's the thing, though. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, Austin Matthews can't do anything else now. Oh, right, because he right because it won't be cool if he's Austin 317. No. <laughs> <laughs> the man has to retire. Like that's it. You can pass the puck around. Don't go for a shot though. Well, and don't on. even try to go for an assist. You can't even pass the puck because what if you get an assist? <laughs> okay, so Austin Matthews has to be bad. Block shots. That's Block, all you yeah. got to do. What if he's, uh, what if he oh, um, tough. puts here, on the pads and becomes a goalie? Here's the problem is that Austin Matthews is so good. I'm sure that even if he really tried his best to not score, he would accidentally score sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Like he's that, he's that, <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> well, congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You now officially have Austin 316. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Could you imagine <laughs> contemplating quitting your job because your coworkers didn't wish you a happy birthday on social media? Maury could. That's a, I, You know what's so funny? You said that, and I immediately looked at Maury, and Maury was like, yes! <laughs> yes! I get so stressed out. There's a football player who plays for the Tennessee Titans oh. who turned 22 years old last week and is reportedly, quote, done with the team partially because they didn't wish him a happy birthday on social media. Uh, earlier this week, he tweeted and then deleted, I'm done with football as a Titan. Uh, the Titans GM put this player, his name is uh, Isaiah Wilson, by the way, put him on blast last week saying that the player that they drafted last year was not the player that they got and that he needed to be or he needed to rededicate himself to being a pro football player. Ooh, that's harsh. Uh, he signed a four-year deal. He was drafted 29th overall, and his four-year deal is worth $11.6 million. That's harsh. And he signed that back in August. And, and for now, now, and now he's done. well, for now, the Titans, they say that the, they're still committed to working with him and that the situation right now is, quote, on him. When you quit because your employer doesn't wish you a happy birthday on social media, to me, that sounds like a gross overreaction or the last straw. I would say it's the, the last straw. I would say that somebody maybe, who felt disrespected over and over and over. And yeah. then and then this is the last straw. But maybe his performance on the field or like in the locker room or his attitude maybe help contribute to 
the team not giving him maybe, let's say, the respect that he deserves. But is a birthday, and I'll ask you this, Maury, okay? And I understand what you're saying, Mocha, which is, you know, he's not, they said he's not the player we drafted. You signed a big-ass contract. It's a lot of money. You're not performing. $11.6 million. We we got, yeah, we got work to do. But should a birthday greeting be separate from those sorts of things? Or do you not do a birthday greeting simply because you're having other problems with an employee or a player. Sorry, what now? (laughs) I think it was behind-the-scenes drama that this kid, who's 22 years old, was then, like, it all kind of built up. And then on the day of his birthday, when he was checking social and saw the Tennessee Titans did not wish him a happy birthday, was like, okay, they clearly don't care about me. Right. And what I think I bring to the team and to the game. So let's talk about, okay, so let's talk about the team then. What I was saying was that even if you're having a lot of problems with an employee, right, should you put those problems aside on their their birthday? To wish them a happy because birthday. Because don't you want to smoothen the grounds on which you walk? No, no. But what if that's, that's not the case? I'm, I'm not, not, not using it as a tool for anything. Not using it as a tool for anything. But should you put whatever problems you have with an individual aside on their birthday? Be the better person. To say, regardless of all these other problems that we have, acknowledging it's your birthday, happy birthday. Yes. Now we can go back to fighting it about all the 25 things. It takes two seconds to do that. I have no idea why you guys never do it. Do what? Wish me a happy birthday. I don't wish anybody a happy birthday. Like, I, my dad could wish me happy birthday, but if you guys don't, day's ruined. Yeah. But why? I, I, but why, though? Why? Because I respect you that much. Yeah, but it has to go both ways, though. No, but I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. I'll say it now, because I know I'm going to forget on your birthday. Right? Put this in your pocket. No, open tweet it. it. Tweet it. Okay, open, open your pocket. It. Open your pocket right now. Open your pocket right now. Let me, let me toss this in there. No, just stand up. Your jeans pocket. I need them Janes. Okay, take this right here. I'm going to take it out of my pocket. I know, it's weird. That's a tight, (laughs) that is a tight pocket for loose jeans. It's not meant to be tight. It's a very tight pocket. I I changed my mind. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Rolling. Uh, Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. So, Mars... We all watch Perseverance land, and everybody's like, my God, this is crazy. So the missions to Mars, people have been trying since the 60s, and since then there have been totals of nine nations that have made 49 attempts uh, to land on Mars with a rover. Mm -hmm. And Perseverance, I had no idea about this, is one of three separate Mars missions this month. Oh, yeah. So on Feb 9th, the United uh, Arab uh, Emeritus became the first Arab country to send a probe around Mars to study its atmosphere. And then the next day, China's Tianwan-1 mission completed its first successful journey to another planet in our solar system. And the headlines now are getting a human being to Mars, they say, could happen by 2026. That no. It's, that, it's no, that it's no longer a pipe dream. The problem is... And the reality is Mars is atmosphere. And so unless something happens or we figure out what to do with the radiation levels, unless they can be drastically transformed, surviving on Mars is just simply beyond the human, what a human body can do. Um, And also getting to Mars is a problem because it's not just like the rovers, right? If you send somebody to Mars, you have to get them back, which requires an incredible amount of fuel. 
and you can't use the same fuel that they use to the moon because Mars is just so much farther away. Do you yeah. have any idea how far away Mars is? I had no idea. And, and it's not just one number because the distance from Earth to Mars changes all the time. I don't know why I didn't learn this in school. Do you have a, like guess, on, do you have a guess on how far Mars is? Kilometers or miles? Um, yeah, give it to me in... Give it to me in kilometers. Like, I don't know, 25,000? Okay. So the, so the distance That's between... Right. So, so much like Earth, right, Mars orbits the sun. That means the distance between the two planets varies. So Mars and Earth are about 55 million kilometers apart. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. That's way far. Now, the farthest they get is when the two planets are on opposite sides of the sun. That distance is more than 400 kilometers apart. Oh, yeah, that's a lot the, of gas. The current distance right now, we're sitting at around 200 million. With zero right? pit stops on the way. <laughs> right. There's, <laughs> there's no, no en route. There's no service station. <laughs> you can hop off, no. fuel up, grab a coffee, and no, then keep on, no. on your mission. No, and you're like, and when you get to Mars, you're like half your age and half your body weight because the way that it works, it's really, really what? wild. Because everything is different there. Ta like everything but is. But what happens when you come back? Oh, you're the same. You're, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You're just old. But it's not getting people there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not getting people there and having them survive. It's also getting them back, yeah. which requires an incredible amount of fuel. Yeah, no thanks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So the accusations and speculation over the years was that Jeffrey Epstein had video evidence from all of his high profile uh, people that used to fly on his jet and go down to his island and everything else. And Ghislaine Maxwell appeared to actually admit that in 2016 to a former CBS News producer, Ira Rosen, according to their new book. In the new memoir, uh, Ira reveals that he arranged a meeting with Maxwell in 2016 and acting on a hunch that the tapes existed, he tried to trick her into confirming that they did. He said, I want the tapes. I know Epstein was videotaping everyone, and I want the tapes of Trump with the girls. Oh, wow. And she replied, I don't know where they are. Oh, wow. And then he said, ask Epstein. Because the fate of the country is at stake. This is during the, the run-up to the election. Trump could be elected president, he said, and you would feel that if those tapes emerged, and how would you feel if those tapes emerged after he was in office? And then she said this. She, he said this. She gave me a look and pointed her finger in my face and said, I'm the daughter of a press baron. I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. And if you get the tapes on Trump, you have to get the ones on Clinton. Oh, snap. And... Ghislaine Maxwell apparently wanted Hillary Clinton to win the election, so she didn't give up the tapes on Trump because she knew that if she gave up the tapes on Trump, they would have to get the tapes on Clinton, which would most definitely mean that Hillary wasn't going to be elected and she didn't want to take that chance. So this is according to a new book by CBS producer Ira Rosen. Damn. Crazy, huh? That's insane. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian filed for divorce from Kanye West on Friday. That was a big bombshell, huh? I thought we knew that already, though. Or it was just talked about. Well, no, it was a matter of when it was going to happen because they you can strategically announce a separation because separation dates matter. Mm -hmm. And they matter because after a separation date, a 
affects what is shared and what is up for grabs in any sort of settlement after that point. Mm. So the separation date is really the most important date when, you, when you're dealing with these big giant sort of things, right? Meaning if Kim Kardashian, if they separated, I think this is how it works. Like if they separated at one point and then after that point, Kim Kardashian sold her business for a billion dollars or got sued, whatever it was, Kanye wouldn't be on the hook for that. And then vice versa, right? Um, So the divorce filing has to happen after they've, I'm sure, sat down with, you know, individuals and mediators to figure out what to do with their $2 billion and the kids and everything else. Uh, So the site, the uh, filing sites are Reconcilable differences, which is the sort of normal deal when it comes to a divorce proceeding. Physical custody of their four kids uh, will be joint. They both agree to that, according to an insider who told TMZ and Kanye is fine with the custody agreement. And uh, both he and Kim are committed to co-parenting together. This is Kim's third divorce, Kanye's first divorce. Who was her first husband? Who's Damon Thomas? Oh, that was, she was like mad young then. 2004. Yeah, she was really young. And, and then, then Chris, Chris Humphreys, Humphreys in 2011. Um, and that was a short-lived... 70, 72 days. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Michael Che uh, causing controversy on SNL over the weekend for this joke. Israel is reporting that they vaccinated half of their population. And I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half. <laughs> So calls for SNL to apologize uh, over what is a lot of people think is an anti-Semitic joke. The Conference of Presidents, which is a coalition that speaks on behalf of several Jewish organizations, including the Anti-Defamation League, uh, they say Israelis' vaccination rollout is being distributed equally regardless of gender, race, or religion, and their efforts have included um, Palestinians living in the area as well. However, the argument is that this isn't so much a joke about the population of Israel This was a shot at the millions of people living in the West Bank. Uh, The New York Times recently reported that while Israel, unlike the U.S., uh, has emerged a world leader in vaccinating its population, almost all of the Palestinian residents in the West Bank and Gaza are still waiting for their first doses. Mm. So that was the sort of basis of the joke, and that's the the debate happening um, right now. But um, I don't think you're going to get an apology out of Michael Che. No, definitely. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. One third. Hey, Maury, come in here for a second. I got to get his take on this. I got to get your take on this, too. I already know what you're going to say. Okay. Um, let me go through these stats. People were, are, are pissed off that they can't travel because of COVID. And it's, 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 it's looking like this is the sort of number one thing that people miss the most is being able to travel. Um, would you give up sex for a year in order to be able to travel again? No. Yes. <laughs> more, more is like, more is like, why am I not traveling now? Yeah. It's been, it's been two. <laughs> You're basically saying, do you want all-you-can-eat buffet? You know, lying in the sun or sex. There's an all-you-can-eat buffet joke in there somewhere. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> um, okay, uh, would you break up with your significant other? Let me. One in five people said that they would. Wow. One no in five way. people said that they would. No, Maury. No, it's a no more. I cannot allow you to say yes. Even, no, even he's actually sitting there way. contemplating I know, it. even in a joking way, I cannot allow you to say yes. Like, can I get back together when I get back? Right. 
<laughs> you know what would happen? Yeah, Mori would bro. go wild, bro. What? Like, you think okay. Mori has a capability of going wild? You don't know single Mori. Uh, I bet single Mori. <laughs> single, yeah, single Mori should be very happy that he's now married Mori. <laughs> <laughs> like very happy that he's now married Mori. Tell us about single Mori real quick, Mori. Oh my God! Single oh, here Maury. we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Single Mori. What, go was, ahead, what, what was oh. it? I would close the clubs. <laughs> uh huh. They would turn the lights on and know me by name. Okay. Dot, You're dot, like, dot. You, hear, you sticking yeah. around to that, help us clean up again? Yeah, exactly. Like, what does that even mean? What it does means that even like mean? I was partying till the lights came on. Okay. You know oh, what? They'd be like, Maury, stop partying so hard. You got to get it up. up, right? Yeah. And my friend and I Drinking my, it up. And my friend and I used to like <laughs> hit on people by doing Johnny Carson impressions. Yeah, that's right. Oh, How did wow. that go for you? Not very, Not very well. well. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, again. Single Maury should be very happy. You walk up to somebody and go, really big shoe. And they're like, what? I don't even know what that means. Oh, because he used to say shoe instead of show. First of all, nobody even knows who Johnny Carson is. Like, you got to go way back and explain. Want, geez, listen, man. Yeah. Okay. Nobody wanted you then. Nobody wants you now. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian broke her social media silence after officially filing for divorce from Kanye West. Uh, this was a picture of her with her best friend, uh, Jonathan Shaban, mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday, I guess, to mark his birthday. So that was her. Ooh. That was her. Were um, they at a restaurant? I guess you can't really go to a restaurant. No, I don't know where they were. I think that they were at some sort of party. I'm, I mean, the mom was there and everything else. Come on, and, a party? Yeah, I think it was a house. Some, no. They were at somebody's house. A house party now? Yes. Listen, man, they're the Kardashians. For they've already they've all had it too, right? That's true. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jamie Harrison, twenty-one-year-old swimmer, mm-hmm. swimming teacher. Jamie, sorry, Jasmine Harrison became the youngest woman to solo row across the Atlantic Ocean. What now in it was, winter? It was a seventy-day journey. No. She departed from the Canary Islands in December and landed in Antigua uh, in the Caribbean. 70 days later, it was 70 days, three hours and 48 minutes. It's 4,828 kilometers. Now, normally when people do these big, long trips, they have like actual sort of ration packs. She said that she, and I don't know whether she was joking about this or not. She said that she lived off cookies and chocolate, saying saying that she thinks that she ate 80 pounds of chocolate. No, I guess it's a liar. (laughs) I don't know. What a liar. I don't know. There's no way. I don't know. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I guess you need all that sugar for the energy. Yes. But then once once that sugar crash, once you hit the the crash. Yeah, she's so I don't know, like I don't know exactly how she did it, but but I was going through her schedule where she would sleep, like do one short sleep and then Mm -hmm. row maybe throughout the night and then have a longer sleep and then it was a 12 hour stretch of just rowing. So she broke it up into these into these weird like now, did she into have, these like, weird were there sections. Other boats like around like following her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right? have, just to make sure yes, she was okay yes, and yes, safe. Yes, it's easier Throwing to out her swim chocolate. at night. What's that? It's easier to swim at night. No rowing. Or oh, and that. Yeah. It's because you can't see how far away something is, so it makes it more obtainable. Excuse me. What? If you can't see what you're after, it makes it easier to obtain it. If you can't, therefore, if you if you row, nobody at night, has nobody has ever said that if you can't see what you're after, it's easier to obtain it. Well, you don't need to say it; it's known. 
If you're rowing at night, okay. I don't know whether you're like, are you trolling right now? Is this like Mori logic or is this something you're coming no, in here with facts? No, this is my theory. Is okay, it so, easier? Okay, I just so said, is this Mori log yeah. logic? And you're like, no, it's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is an actual fact you're think spitting. About this. Okay. You you think about that for one second. If let it's me, at let night continue on. and you're rowing, it's easier to okay. get to something if you can't see it. Okay. Right. What if there's a giant iceberg in front of her yeah. and she uh, can't see okay. it? She's rowing right in. It's easier to get to it. Okay. Okay, 80 pounds of chocolate. That was the whole punchline of that thing. That's all I wanted to say. 80 pounds of chocolate. Rolled right across this beautiful there flat you earth. Go. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, it's Sarah. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good, good. So I think what Maury is trying to say is, and it kind of depends on what type of person you are. So if you're a motivated person, some people need to have a visual goal. Um, whereas other people may use that visual as a deterrent. So if you're rowing across an ocean, obviously it's like a large area of open water and there's probably not a lot of landmarks and things like that. So if you're rowing and you don't have any visual you're, and you're just rowing at night, you're going basically kind of on your own accord and there's nothing to deter you. So if you're looking across and you just see flat water mm -hmm. in the daytime, you don't know how far you've gone. You have no markers, anything like that. So you could feel like you're obviously rowing a long time and getting nowhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas at nighttime, you don't have that distract, those visual distractions. So I think that's kind of maybe what he was trying to hint at. So I kind <laughs> of agree with him. I just don't think he explained himself very well. <laughs> that's awesome. Never does. Thank you so much for the phone call <laughs> Thank today. Thank you. Hey, Nori. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We are just like into the first couple of episodes of American Idol, and Luke Bryan says that he already thinks he found the winner. Oh, yeah? 15-year-old uh, Casey Bishop did two songs last night. The first one she did was a cover of Motley Crue. I'll either break his face or take down his legs, give him my ways I will. Go for the throat and never let loose. Going in for the kill. Take my fists and break down walls. I'm on top tonight. Oh no, you better turn me loose. You better set me free, cause I'm a higher and running free. Little bit better than I used to be. Hold on, how old is she? 15. With a okay. voice like that? Yeah, so then Katie asked her to do something. Uh, I think she asked her to do some Ella Fitzgerald, and then uh, she decided to do Sarah Vaughn's uh, My Funny Valentine. When you open it to speak, Damn. are you smart? That's a beautiful voice, by the way. She blew the judges away. Yeah, she's good. And she's this, like real good, and man. And this was uh, Luke Bryan. I think she's the damn winner of American Idol. Wow. Period. It's evident what my opinion is. <laughs> yes. So Damn. it's always good to hear the early call because other judges on other shows have been right in the past when they've yeah. called it within the first couple of episodes. She's um, got a great voice. Yeah. We've seen this on, no like, on Got Talent and we've yeah. seen this on uh, She's other great. Wow. shows like The Voice. But uh, there What's we her go. Name? Casey? Her name is uh, Casey Bishop, 15 okay. years old. She can be a star, that girl. Bro, that's crazy. This is the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Uh, Chris Jenner. So we know the Kardashians is coming to an end. We mm-hmm. know the Kim and Kanye marriage is coming to an end. So what do y'all do now? Uh, well, Chris Jenner, you'd be happy to know, Mocha, has uh, already applied uh, for several trademarks, including Chris Jenner skincare, uh-huh. Chris Jenner beauty. And Chris Jenner skin, so she's Come getting. On. Yes, she is. I thought you were going to say she's uh, applying for un- unemployment. Nope, she's getting into the beauty line no. like everybody else is. It's the quickest way to a billion, right? Yes. Kylie's like, Mom, that's my thing. Yeah, and then Kim was like, Kylie, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's just the way it goes. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The trailer for Cruella racked up 71 million views in the first 24 hours when it dropped. Um, However, as impressive as a number as that is, so it it was a higher view rating within 24 hours. It was bigger than Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil, and it was bigger than Aladdin when that trailer dropped, uh, even with everybody having so much to say about Will Smith in Blueface, if you remember that. Right. Because uh, the first trailer looked very weird. Um, uh, it does not even come close. What are people freaking to, out over now? It does not even come close to oh. the numbers that other Disney movies have done. Oh. D- Disney holds the top four spots for the most viewed trailers of all time and within the first 24 hours. Okay. So the first trailer for uh, Endgame, Oh. In 24 hours, 289 million views. Yes. Okay. I helped that, contribute isn't many that times. Crazy. Yes, it is. 24 hours. The second trailer um, that came out was 268 million. That's Star both for the same movies. No, oh. both for Endgame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Infinity War, 230 million views. And then the live action remake of The Lion King was 224.6 wow. uh, million views in 24 hours, which is just an incredible. None of the Star Wars movies made it. Eh? Uh, no, no, they, oh, they don't have the. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they didn't that break. Cruella movie looks amazing. By the yeah, way. it looks like the Joker, huh? Mm-hmm. A little or, bit. Or Harley, Qu- Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn or yeah, any of those movies. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So uh, the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, let me just put this in there for you. Okay. Um, (laughs) The presentation on February 25th. When is that? That's soon, right? That's this week. That's this week. So a presentation later on, later on this week. It's on Thursday. Um, Paul Schaefer, you know him from David Letterman's band, yeah. and uh, Paul Jabara will be inducted for their 1979 hits. <laughs> It's Raining Men, Mocha. All right. Three-time number one hit, It's Raining Men, will be added to the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. <laughs> that, Happy with that? That defined disco, man. That was like a massive disco track. You never got down to It's Raining Men? Um, they never, like when you were younger and you went to a club, like they, yeah. like a DJ never put that on just as a goof? Uh, no. No, huh? No. In between like 50 Cent and Beanie Man. Hold on here. Like, hold on here. Hold what? on here. Hold on here. What about when you were younger going to clubs? You were old when 50 Cent was in the clubs. I'm still in the clubs, bro. Okay, here we go. Hold on now. When I was younger? Yeah. I was going to all these soca jams and stuff like that? Yeah. No, they were not playing they, It's Raining Men. Nobody nobody ever snuck a spin of It's Raining Men in no. there? But you they played it to... every night when I went out. I assume that. And that, I was shirtless. That's not, that's not shocking. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, now how do you feel about this, Maury? Is it a is it a uh, Hall of Fame? I can't track? believe it's not already in there. Oh, here That's we true. go. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> how does Glenn Close not have an Oscar? <laughs> how is it's raining men not already inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall yeah. of Fame? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Maroon 5 announced a new single called Beautiful Mistakes featuring Meg The Stallion. That will be out March 3rd. Mm, nice. You curious about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like Maroon 5. Yeah, I know. I like the... I I like what they do when they have other people involved. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It always shows a different side of them, so I'm excited for that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League will have, quote, an ending with a hero cameo that will blow hardcore fans' minds, quote, unquote. Hmm. So a lot of people are speculating. Now, it says a hero, so not a villain, a hero. So people are wondering, well, who's left? And then people started recalling back to, do you remember the original posters for Justice League where it said, um, Unite the Seven? I that's don't. What, that's what the original marking was. Marketing was unite the seven. Okay. And then when so who's missing? And then when Justice League happened, it was only six. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, okay. So the ridiculous is a lot of people were hoping that it would be the Wonder Twins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Dumb. Okay. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then somebody brought up the idea of Ryan Reynolds returning as Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, no. That's dumb. Come on. They would never troll like that. You think they would? To which he replied, it's not me, but what a cool pirate flag to cameo as how. Maybe it's another Green Lantern, but for me, the suit stays in the closet. I mean the computer. <laughs> so it's definitely not Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern, but I don't know a lot of that DC yeah, sort me of world. I don't know who who's left that could blow minds. I really don't know. I've no, I don't, I don't know who else would be there. I mean, I would love it if they did the Wonder Twins. No, that's not. Wasn't the Wonder Twins, wasn't one of them, one could turn into an animal, the other had to be water, but they could be like ice. Something like that, yeah. Wonder Twin powers activate and then they would click rings, form of uh, a parachute. What are you acting like you don't know? I'm trying to remember what it was, man. (laughs) You fully know. So it was Wonder Twin powers activate, form of, and the guy would go, an eagle. And then the other one would go, shape of. A square. A square. (laughs) And then she would be like an eagle with an ice cube. (laughs) Right? And then that was, they were going to come in and save the day. And they had like a little monkey with them, didn't they? I think that they had a pet monkey that had the same suit. Gleek? Was that the name of the monkey? I don't know. You tell me. You're the fan. I, I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to come off as a huge Wonder Twins fan or anything. But I'm sort of pining for it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, movie theaters in New York City will open on March 5th. No, for real. With a 25 percent capacity. Um, huh. Yeah. So this is part Almost of a full year. This is part of New York State um, reopening plan. Um, as we know, big venues like Barclays and Madison Square Garden are preparing to welcome limited numbers of fans, I believe, beginning today. Uh, last week, Governor Cuomo said that indoor entertainment centers such as arcades, trampoline parks and laser tag facilities could reopen beginning March 26th and outdoor amusement parks will be ready to roll April 9th at limited capacity. So they're reopening. Here's my question about those trampoline parks, right? Yeah. Would they allow, obviously only a certain amount in, right? Sure. And then once your time is up, yes. 
They kick you out, and do they have to go and clean the whole? I assume they would clean the whole place before know. letting in another group, right? I don't, I don't know. I I would assume that they would do that anyway. But mm. well, you know, it's obvious when your time is up, you have to bounce. You do. You gotta bounce. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Jeopardy hosts, uh, so Jeopardy fill in host Ken Jennings. I don't know what happened, but Ken Jennings had to step away last minute. Um, I guess he had, he was supposed to be there for like another two weeks. And then Katie Couric is going to come in on March 8th. Uh, so uh, for the next two weeks until March 8th, Jeopardy executive producer, and we know very good friend of Alex Trebek, uh, is now going to be your fill-in host. And now, here is the executive producer of Jeopardy, Mike Richards. A great Johnny Gilbert. Thank you, sir. And welcome to Jeopardy. As Johnny said, I'm Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy, and I'm hosting today and for the next two weeks to keep the greatest quiz show in the world going. We have some amazing guest hosts coming that I can't wait for you to see. But with the COVID outbreak here in LA, folks were understandably a little reticent to shoot. Ken Jennings did a great job, but he's unavailable due to obligations with his show, The Chase. So as the producer, my job is to quite literally live the mantra, the show must go on. So let's do what Alex did 8,244 times. Let's play Jeopardy and prove that nothing can stop this show. Hmm. So here he is as host, uh, burning through a few questions. Sam, you are the returning champion. Uh, let's do political slang, 200. Gucci Gulch refers to the section of K Street, home to well-financed offices of these people who ask Congress for stuff. David. What are lobbyists? Good. Slang for 400. A full Ginsburg, named for <laughs> lawyer William, is appearing on Nerdy, all right? five news shows on this day of the week. Sunday. David, what is Sunday? Yes. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you have any thought? He's just like normal and nerdy, like dude. I think right? he should be the host. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The more he's, he's hosted I've, shows before in the past. Yeah. The more I, I, I get to know him now, stuff. I like him a lot, and I think yeah. he should be the new host. Roz and Mocha Q and A. Got a lot of great questions to get to as part of Ask Roz and Mocha. So we're going to head straight to the phones. Humble B Cat, what's up? Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Mocha. Hi, Roz. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. So we understand you have a question for the show. So my question is, at what age do you think you begin to feel like an adult? Feel like hmm. an now, adult. Interesting yes. she didn't say what age do you start feeling old. Right. At, because being adult is different than being old, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. What's your, know, what's your answer? <laughs> True that. You'd know. Shut up. I'm wondering if it's ever going to come. I'm turning 30 this year, yeah, and I still feel like 17 inside. Really? I, I do adult things. I play by the script. I'm married, you know. When's the last time you hung out with a 17-year-old? I work with one at my retail job, mm -hmm. and, and we had an incident, and I just said, uh, catch me outside about that, and she started laughing. Like, 29-year-old oh yeah. should not be saying that. Yeah. She was like, a reference for like six, Michael. seven years ago? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to, okay. You're, you're already, you're already, okay. You're all, you're old. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you still use the cash me outside now, joke. Now, just because, but here's the thing is just because you feel like you're 17, like, you know, this is what it, I think, comes down to, which is what do you think an adult feels like? And I think that that's subjective. And I think that it's different for other people because oftentimes, yeah. oftentimes the thing that will make you feel that you are an adult is when you go through something where you lose your innocence. Okay. So yeah. oftentimes you can start feeling like an adult, very young. Uh, and oftentimes it's because of some sort of trauma, you know, yeah. you lose somebody young, you're, you're put in a yeah. position where you shouldn't be like, I, I knew a, a girl growing up who, her parents had kids at like the, the age gap between them was huge. It was like 15, 16 years. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and her parents weren't the great greatest parents. Yeah. And so a lot of her youth, 16 to say 19, when she was still living at home, she was basically raising her younger sister, right? Like she was the sort of older, you know, the older sister, but also did a lot of the mom stuff. Yeah. And she years later, you know, would refer to that point of where, you know, she was forced to become an adult because somebody yeah. else put her in that position. So I think that when you feel like an adult, it, it's when you sort of either lose, you know, innocence, go through a trauma or something that's, you know, sometimes it's not even a bad thing. And that is you're just forced to make hard decisions without anybody else's help. And if you can get to 30 without having had to do either of those or any of those three things, then yeah, you could still feel like a 17 year old because why not? Um, I mean, I do do all those things. I am responsible. I, I do everything a 30 year old actually does, but you know, I guess deep down inside, I still feel like. Because you haven't, you haven't taken, you haven't had it taken away from you yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or it could just be you are, you know, an adult living an adult life. You're just young at heart. I think it's I think it's uh, I'm young at heart. Yeah. I've, um, a, a, a lot of things has, has happened to take it away. But I guess I've worked on it and and I've just become better. And I guess. I guess I'm just young at heart. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes when you hang out with a younger person, like if you're ever in a social situation, even though you feel like young at heart, you're like, oh my God, I still feel like I'm 18, everything else. When you hang out with an 18 year old, you're like, oh my God, I'm old. <laughs> because it, they just, speak, it, they just speak a different language. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like they just, yes. it's a totally and completely lifestyle. Like I look at TikTok, right. And I'm like, <laughs> I can, I can enjoy, I, mean, I don't I do it on my phone. Catherine has it on her phone. And then she just scrolls through and we just like look at TikToks at night and there's just like funny things. Things. But then when you get and mostly cats, right? But then yeah. every now and then you get to ones that are people, right? Like young Gen Zers kind of thing, the, the the driving force behind something like TikTok. And although I can appreciate it, I'm like, I don't understand the appeal to this. I don't understand what makes this funny. I don't understand what makes this interesting. I don't understand yeah. what makes this person a star. It's not my world, right? Yeah. Like because at I all. I think those videos aren't designed for you. No. Right? They're designed for other people of that age right. group. Where I think, oh my God, I'm fun. I'm cool. I'm all this stuff. And I realized, no, I'm like, I'm fun to a very certain demographic and cool to a very certain demographic. I'm not young cool, right? right. I'm yeah. not young fun. And so yeah. I still feel young at heart. But when you actually start hanging out with young people, you feel, you realize how much of an adult you are. Like very much so. You know when it, when you're in a happen. when you're in a room with two seventeen year olds and they and as soon as you walk out of that room you hear like talking and you're like oh my god they didn't want to say something in front of the old guy, <laughs> right? Probably. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, what about you, Mocha? Um, when did I start to feel like an adult? I would say in my early twenties when I moved out 
for the first time. Yeah. And I had to fend for myself. Yeah. And like literally, I moved, like when I say moved out, I just didn't move out of my parents' place and into like an apartment down the street or in within the same province. Like I moved away to another province. Yeah, yeah. you moved across right? the country. So I was, uh, I moved out to, to Calgary and I didn't have any family, any friends, nothing. I didn't know nobody out there. Mm-hmm. I just went out there to work. So I think it was at that point I felt like an adult because I, I literally had to do everything by myself for yeah. myself. Figure out groceries, uh, cook, clean, navigate around the city on my own, budget out for all these, all my expenses, mm-hmm. like every single thing. Um, at that point I felt was when I hit adult or felt like an adult, I mm-hmm. guess. Mari? Damn Mari? Few for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I've lived on my own since 18 or whatever, but it wasn't until... You know, obviously, when I got our mortgage, but mm-hmm. before that, I felt like an adult when I pumped gas. Really? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Because my that's dad like... always said that's for the adults to do. Right, right. And how old were you when you pumped gas for the first time? Like nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I can see that because the first time, like when the first time you get to do something that you were always just told that is a grown-up thing. Yeah. Right. Like but, having yeah. a like having a my own beer with my dad. That feels like an adult to me, where right. he's not sharing one with me, where he and he doesn't <laughs> and he doesn't do that line when he gives me one anymore, where it's just like, you yeah. know, you know, don't tell mom. Like he he opens a can, takes a couple big swigs, and then hands you he's what's like, left. Hey, hey, here you go. Like yeah. where I can go to the fridge and grab a beer, and he's not going to look at When's me. When's the like last silly. time you did that? When's the now last time you go you to the fridge, and grab a beer. Okay. Matthew When's, gives you a look. Exactly. No, I've, I've gone to the beer and grabbed a fridge. I've gone to the fridge and grabbed a yeah, beer yeah. for him. Right, but when's for the last me, time? When's the last more time? Like a white claw, but right. But when's the last time you went and grabbed two cans out of the fridge and sat down and had a drink with your old man? On my birthday. When was that? June. June. And when before? How many times has this happened? That Once. was the first time. That was the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Because usually yeah. I don't finish it or he'll say, you know, share this with Matthew. Oh, man. If you have a, <laughs> if you have a beer with your old man, you got to finish it. But that's you why can't. I don't want beer there because I hate finishing beer. It's too much for me. Right. <laughs> well, they get bloated? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know beer uh, too. I don't, I don't do beer either anymore. Roz, how about you? What age did you feel like an adult? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, there was a whole bunch of things that happens in, you know, that happen in life where you, you know, you sort of don't feel like a kid anymore. But I, I would say that having gone through anything and having gone through the things that I that I went through at, at, I, at I think, ages that were too young to go through certain things, um, the decisions that I made when it comes to life really prevent it's almost like we have shields to prevent growing up or we have shields to prevent ever having to, you know, be adult like just simply by virtue of what we do for a living in this room yeah. where, you know, our lives and what we're asked to do is, you know, play. And I think that one of the things that strips youth away from people is when they stop playing. And that's one of the the things where you just become an adult, where you like work and then you just look at your mortgage and you think about other things. But we have to play every day. Mm -hmm. And when you have a job where you have to play every day, I would say that the vast majority of days I don't feel like an adult because playing is just still such a huge part of our lives. And then I go home and I got a 10-year-old and all we do is play. Like there's so so much play in my life. I have a friend named Hot George and he's an accountant. Right. And... The conversations with him are too adult, too grown up for me because yeah. it's all math and numbers and whatnot. So, like, whenever I, you know, I feel don't, like... Don't make those things sound like they're not important. 
No, they ain't. Okay, math and numbers are very important, Maury. <laughs> you need them every okay. single day yeah. of your life. Yeah. But like, I just imagine for him, like he feels like an adult every day, being you know maybe in a suit does. and tie in the office and stuff. We yeah. don't wear suit and tie. But maybe he does. Maybe he does. You know, and and, and maybe that's and fun maybe, for him. And maybe he know. has other things that are outlets to sort of you know that regain that youthful sort of feeling of playing but uh, but I think for us I think that we're un- I think that we're very very unique in the in the sense that we're mandated to to play I'll and, add and, one more. and everything in life is based around you know sort of where what's what's funny about it or what's the game in it or what right. is or yeah. yeah it's just it's an interesting world one more for me is when I took my car to the shop and I got to sit in that circle of chairs where the adults sit right and wait for all car. those things that you used to do with your dad that you can now suddenly, I'm on my own I, yeah 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 humblebee cat thank you very much for the question that was awesome thank you Roz and Mocha you I love, love you guys oh okay. we love you too but before we let you go between Roz and Mocha who's your favorite okay <laughs> this really is art um Mocha. (laughs) That didn't sound like it was too hard. That's what she said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Girl, we love you. Have a good day. We love love you too, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, you know what I made the other you know what I made the other night? What? Tempura chicken. Ooh, because I like tempura. Yeah. I really like I like tempura. I like tempura shrimp. And I don't know how they get the shrimp that long and skinny. Right, because shrimp curl up when you as soon as you stick them in anything, they cur- they curl up. I think bigger shrimp, right? No, but they bigger shrimp are still no, curled no up, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're not curled; they're just straight. I don't know how they do that. They what put sort it, of like stick a, a skewer in I it? Maybe know. no, I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know how they do that. I but think I, they put slits in it. Yeah, but even still, the slits yeah. will just curl out the other way, that's right? True. Like it would just look like I don't know, like ram maybe horns at that point. In the tempura? <laughs> Listen, man, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so I made a tempura shrimp, a tempura chicken. So yeah. I used the tempura batter on chicken, like little tiny slits of filet of chicken and then put it in the deep fryer. And oh my God. For temp- how long? Like two, three minutes? Nah, no, a little bit more than that. Probably oh, okay. about five minutes each. At the, oh, wow. I think the I like oil tempura was... sweet potato. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like I love tempura and I really wanted chicken fingers, right? And I knew that I was going to be putting some oil on and I was like, God, what am I going to do? And I had this bag of tempura mixture in the, in the pantry and I made it up and I did tempura chicken fingers. Mm. And if they weren't some of the best chicken fingers I've ever had in my life. Yeah? Uh, like no joke. No joke. I don't know if you've ever had it because I've never seen tempura chicken on a menu anywhere. Yeah. I've seen tempura sweet potatoes. They do tempura I you vegetables. Can tempura anything. You can, but you can't buy it like that anywhere. Like if tempura mm. chicken was on the menu somewhere, I would buy it. But I don't see it on a menu anywhere. And then what anywhere. dipping sausage you use? I used, uh, you know, when you go to the uh, like the the ethnic food aisle, uh, the, the 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 sort of Asian fla- flavors are the Chinese flavors, all this stuff. There's one little jar of garlic and chili hot sauce, and it has mm. a green top on it that you actually unscrew. Yeah. Right. So you just scoop it out with a spoon, and I use some of that, and then I put in a little tiny bit of extra hot sauce in there to just sort of mix oh. it around. That's so it's 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 a very chili garlic based um, hot sauce that I have on the side with that but it is like plum sauce too i don't like plum sauce Catherine likes plum plum sauce because it's too sweet it's too sweet i don't like i don't like shut up okay what Uh, she just promised me right now you're gonna shut up okay okay i don't mix sweet with meat (laughs) okay what did i just say i know you said i never said i promise i just said uh uh-huh okay (laughs) i don't mix i don't mix i don't like i don't mix sweet with meat Uh i don't like sweet meats even on a barbecue, like I don't like a sweet barbecue. I like a, um, a savory barbecue, yeah, a spicy tangy. barbecue, tangy barbecue. What about honey, honey glaze? No, that's honey. I don't like honey. Yeah, it's sweet. That's sweet as well, man. It's sweet. We can keep going through sweet things more. Yeah. I keep saying no. What, what about sugar? Yeah, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Brown sugar, cane sugar, white sugar, icing sugar. 
powdered sugar, sugar cubes, <laughs> sugar blood. <laughs> okay, sorry, next question. Uh, this one comes to us from our good friend Tixiana, yes. who is a huge fan of the Roz and Mocha show and is always asking questions. Why does Roz always say, spoiler alert, after he gives the spoiler? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I, geez, there are just certain things that I won't spoil, mm -hmm. right? There are certain things that I won't spoil. But there are certain rules when it comes to spoiler culture that I refuse to abide by, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I, like, if, if Grey's Anatomy is on last night... And then we come on the next day and start talking about Grey's Anatomy. I'm not, I don't feel that I should have to say spoiler. Okay. It was on last night. We all had an opportunity to watch it. If you worked late or whatever it was and you PVR'd it, that is not my problem. We deal in a world of, we talk about things the next day, right? So I will always spoil something and then just say spoiler alert because I like to troll people that come <laughs> at me um, for spoiling things. There, I'll, I have no problem spoiling things I don't like. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, but I just, I won't spoil things that I love. <laughs> right, so it's it's a completely selfish thing. So I have it's selfish yeah, and petty. It's selfish and petty, and I have no problem spoiling things that I don't like. And so I will always spoil it, and then say spoiler alert because I think that that hurts a little more. I've learned over the past, um, I guess, seven weeks now, yes, to stay away from Twitter on Fridays when we do the show. Because when WandaVision, whenever the new episode drops, people yeah. start tweeting about it like crazy. And then things start trending. And I've been burned before where I click on a hashtag and I'm like, oh, why is this trending? And yeah. it's something completely random. And then you start reading it and it has to do with that new episode of WandaVision. Everything that trends. And it's always the weird. It could be ketchup. And I'm yes. like, why is ketchup trending? And it's like, oh, because it plays a huge role in WandaVision. Like you can't so look at on anything Fridays, on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the Modern Family. I clicked on the Modern Family hashtag because I'm yes. like, oh, what's going on with Modern Family? And it was all just WandaVision. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, man. I know. So I, and I don't know what time they drop. Midnight. The episode, if it's midnight no, like Eastern no, 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 or is no, no, it like no. 3 a.m.? It's 3 a.m. It's it's like midnight. 3 so midnight, sorry, West Coast time. Yeah, midnight West, so 3 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, and, <sighs> and everybody's already watched it at that point. I know. It's the worst. All right, uh, Leslie says here, what is one saying that's stuck with you always told by your parents? What is one saying? Like what, what did my parents always used to say that stuck with me? Yeah. Jeez. Um, Maury? Well, my dad says the most ridiculous things, like the whole, you know, toodaloo, kookaroo. You know, right. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez. I don't, um, like, I, they weren't really sort but, of. Like, ridiculous things, like, you know, um, if, you know, if you eat herring, it'll put hair on your chest. Right. Like, my old man really just devoted so much time of his life changing either song lyrics or <laughs> quotes from movies and just inserting the word fart, right? <laughs> That's great. Right. And and so the one thing that I think that my like, own you man... you can't handle the fart. Yeah, just like stuff like that. Or or he would just take any song, right, and just put... He would insert fart into it. Like whatever whatever he was listening to, he would just sing along to it and then and just throw the word fart in all the time. Uh, but one thing that he always said, which I've said a couple of times, and it just... It's just not as endearing when I say it, um, which is if, if somebody does something good, right, or somebody figures something out or somebody does some menial task that they're then proud of, um, 
instead of saying you're a real smart feller, my dad would always look at me and go, you're a real fart smeller, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then he would always, I mean, a smart feller. Like that was just his joke all the time. And I've tried it with Roxy and it doesn't work. And I've tried it with other people and it does, it doesn't work. But, but anytime I see somebody doing that in my head, I will say, oh, look at that. You're a real fart smeller. (laughs) Right. I just, I just don't ever say it out loud. Yeah. But still, it's a nice like connection to your dad. Like like I carried that, I carried that with me to all these years later, uh, but just internally, like I don't, I don't, your family thinks it's lame. Exactly. (laughs) I don't, I don't share that with anybody because it's super lame. Yeah. Um, I think for me, there's only one, there will only ever be one. Like I know that there are a ton of sayings that both my parents, um, would throw out there periodically growing up, but my mom always said those who don't listen must feel right which i had never heard that before never no um but that's one thing and then i've said it like so many times that like explain that to people explain that to people because i don't i still don't think people know what that means those who don't listen must feel yeah so it's like um you suffer the consequences basically right that's what it is right you suffer the consequences right? right you know you know right from wrong you know what to do in a situation right if you don't do that thing and it causes A, B, and C to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, those are your consequences. Right. And so what you're is the feel? The, what does gonna, the feel represent? You're feel the, the, the repercussions so the, of your actions, okay. basically. Okay. So it's not necessarily as physical violence. No. Okay. I mean. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, yes. I felt it. Okay. 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 So so that's that that's where that's where that saying comes from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's interesting. There's like a, I mean, it's not from my dad, but there's a saying from another old man in my life that I've always. Excuse me. Used. You better say who this person is, or we're going to assume the worst. Oh, it was somebody <laughs> I used to work with. Okay. Who always, instead of saying money, would always say cashish. Right. And I found myself using this all the time. Right. Because you found it endearing, or I just found it funny. Like right. I found it kind of. Not cool. I just found it cute. You found it. You found it. God. If I ever did, if I ever did anything where Morning's like, oh my God, I like that. That's cute. I would. I would never do it again. <laughs> okay. Pogo said here, uh, if you had the choice of wearing, okay, this is so stupid. Oh God. If you had the choice of wearing a super long shirt but no pants, or super long pants but no shirt for the rest of your life what are you choosing okay wait are the super long pants long in the legs or long in the waist where you could pull them up over your boobs like when old men pull them up to their boobs because I see, I see super long pants as long Long in the legs yeah long legs where you'd have to like roll them because you can only pull them up to a certain height Right? right. No, but I assume that means pulling it up because if you look at the other one, the shirt will go long enough to couple your wobbly bits, whereas the pants will go up to couple your cover your couple co- oh, yeah. cover a, your there's boobs. A lot of words in yeah. there. Um, interesting. Ah, God. So I was, well, well, was going to say shirt. Though. I was going to say shirt. Okay, but what about the winter time? Yeah, but I don't want like I'd You're rather be freezing in the winter. Yeah, but I'd rather not have pants that go all the way up. Like to me, just it makes more sense to just wear a dress of a long shirt. I would say doing this show would be much easier if we all decided to wear the long shirt because oh, the, on, the only yeah. thing I see of you guys are your shoulders. Yeah. Right? And if I looked over to you and I just saw, like, like you know what I mean? Like, if, if, I, like if I just saw, like, just, like, nipple, like, just, like, nipples and, and, and chest, right? I think it would be weird. Like, I, yeah. would, I would like this room better if we all decided to go with the long shirt. But think about how you navigate shirt. your life, right? Yeah. Outside of this room. Right. Also, my favorite chips are on the bottom shelf at the grocery store, which would be a problem. <laughs> but when you don't take the subway or anything, like you're not going to sit in front of anyone. Down, 
No, no, no. It would be interesting. And uh, so let's say this. Okay, let's say let's say this isn't just us, but let's say everyone in the world had to decide. Mm. Every single person had to decide whether they wanted the long t-shirt or the high pants. Okay, which world would you rather live in? Would you rather live in a world where the majority of people decided to do long t-shirt or would you rather live in a world where people decided to do long pants Long pants. and, and keep in mind that we're going to say that women are allowed to cover their breasts with the long pants so it's not just going to be well, boobs I'm everywhere go long shirt because then there are certain people that you get to see things right and how long okay, how, okay right <laughs> how long of a shirt are we talking to your knees no 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 not to your knees it says no way. So it has so to be shirt. longer than normal it just has to, to be cover your butt than, cover no, your butt but that's a normal length shirt where you tuck it in so like a skirt it has to be longer no 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 cover your butt that's it. No, but all shirts cover your butt. What are you talking about? Like, no, they all don't. Dress Maury, if you, and stuff Maury, cover your butt. Maury, if you had no pants on right now, we would see only cheek. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, but this is because like there are certain things preventing it from going further down. <laughs> what do you think that you're? No, <laughs> did you just blame your bare ass on your big stomach? <laughs> <laughs> that is some self hatred right there. <laughs> Let's see, see, I assumed the shirt would go down to your knees, like when a nighty, like a nighty shirt. No, that's too long. Still above the knee. Still above the knee. Like, the, the, the okay, like, nothing's going to fall out if you're walking, right? Mm -hmm. I guess, and I don't know why I'm envisioning this. Are there this. pockets on the shirt? No. Like, where do you put your wallet? I guess you can walk around your with your car keys. Yeah. Like, you can still wear a jacket. Yeah, true. <laughs> right? I guess. Could you? Maybe. I guess you could have a satchel. Yeah, you could still bring a purse. So wear a big <laughs> jacket. And, we, then, and then it's just your bare legs. Then. Yeah, yeah. And I would wear rubber boots, and I would just stick my phone inside my rubber boot with my wallet. Why don't you just stick that stuff in your pocket of your jacket? Because mm, what if it's warm out? <laughs> okay. Right. I think that I would rather live in a world where people chose to wear the long shirt rather Same than. Same reason as me, so you can see things. No, no. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go long shirt as no, well. I, it's because just I keep too thinking weird. about. Like, I don't want to see all that armpit hair all the time. I keep and thinking I about the winter, like in the cold, cold weather. Yeah. And you don't want the upper part of your body getting cold, so no. I would say then. Long shirt, and then winter time, I would obviously wear a big long winter jacket. Yeah, and you could wear long boots, and you could wear long socks and pull them up. Sure, that's a sexy look, though. I don't mind that look. Long short t shirt, t -shirt? short, yeah, bro, right? Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. That's a good look, right yeah. there. Okay, so we're long, all going long, long, shirts. long, long socks and long shirt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good look. <laughs> that's a good look. Now, I think we've answered this question before or something similar from Tony. You are the world's best cat burglar, but you can only steal things that will mild, mildly annoy someone. What are you stealing? If you were to, like, just like I could break into your house and steal something, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't, it wouldn't ruin your home or your life. It would just be a minor oh. inconvenience, right? I know. What? Phone chargers. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say windshield wipers. That would also yeah, be a minor, a a minor inconvenience. Windshield wipers, the remote control for the TV. Yeah, that's, oh, no, no, that is very. That's not mildly annoying. That's very annoying. Batteries for the Batteries, remote control. That's better. Yeah. Pillows. Oh yeah, yeah, man. If I went down to bed and somebody stole my pillow, I would be so. I would be so stressed out and pissed as to yeah. why somebody did that. Dude, I one night stand took my pillows. Really? Yeah. He stole my pillow. Why? I don't know. Like the next morning? Like he left. Like I went to shower or whatever and I went to work and I let him stay. Yeah. And then I got home. My pillows were gone. Both Nothing else. Did he take the pillowcases? The whole thing. Just gone. That's weird. Yeah. Was that some nice soft ass pillows? Right. That's weird. Or what did he do to the pillows while you were gone? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's true. Right. You know, what? <laughs> he took him. All of a sudden, Morty's got pink eye. <laughs> um, computer mouse. Uh. Oh no! You know what yes. I would do? You know what I would do? What? Your your fridge light. <laughs> oh, take I the bulb. Yeah, Good one. I would take your <laughs> I would take your bulb out of your fridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I would do that. What about like letting the air out of one of the tires on your your vehicle? Is that a minor inconvenience? That's, no, that's major. That's major. I would what say. What about that's... the toilet seat? Yeah. Or if you take all the toilet paper out? Yeah, toilet what paper, toilet, toilet seat. That's the a lint, that's the a... lint trap from the the dryer. Well, that'll oh. cause a fire. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what is? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know what happens. With, I don't know what those things do. Yeah, yeah. Try when you get yeah. Have you ever emptied your lint trap? I'm not allowed to go near that machine. Does Matthew empty your lint trap? Yes. Obviously, he's yeah. very clean like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think stuff like that, like pillows is a great one because I think that if you stole somebody's pillows and that was and that was it, like I would have no choice but to blame Catherine. I would never think that somebody came into the house and just stole my pillow, right? I would only blame Catherine what would you and think it would cause a was... huge fight. Yeah, what would you think she did with them? I, I wouldn't have a clue. That would be the interrogation. Oh, here's more. <laughs> Forks. Yeah. No, you can steal one. You can steal one fork. You can't take all their forks. Because was, the next thing I was going to say is all the coasters. Coasters? <laughs> what kind of palace you living in? Uh, I can't live. <laughs> <laughs> the coasters are gone. Shower curtain? No. Yeah, that would suck too. If you took somebody's toothbrush? shower curtain. Yeah, toothbrush. I mean, every, I, most people I would say have multiple toothbrushes at home though. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like those everyday things that you use. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. If you were yeah, to yeah. take those things, it would yeah. That's, screw you up for the day. Yeah. And just for the day. Like, again, not your whole life. No, right? no, no, no. Package of condoms from the side table. Okay, excuse me. Okay, stud. <laughs> Minor inconvenience. No, I'm not saying, I'm saying that's what I would take from someone else. Oh, right. I don't know if that, to me, I, like, I wouldn't want to risk somebody's life. <laughs> <laughs> right like i let's go back to the pillows right as opposed to the right. condoms i think that that's a bigger i think that that's the bigger inconvenience um there's there's some, there's an area we're missing here i swear there has to be there has to be something that we're missing oh you know what would cause a minor inconvenience for somebody what? if they walked home and what was missing was their doorbell <laughs> right <laughs> not because people are like that uh, attached to the doorbell but like who would do such a thing yeah that's right? like, a ridiculous like, thing to like, take who would take your doorbell and then you got you got amazon not able to ring you got to go and figure you got to go on on youtube to figure out how to hook up a new doorbell because who knows how to do that like it's a whole weekend project if the somebody wires just and oh the wires <laughs> all do i have a ground do i not have a ground is it hardwired <laughs> is it not like that's a whole that's a weekend ruined if somebody stole your doorbell throw from the couch who are you throwing from the couch? No, no, somebody's throw. What do you a mean? Like a blanket? Yeah. Oh, whatever. I got lots of those. Yeah, I got blankets on. I got blankets on blankets. <laughs> uh, every week you'll see on Instagram at kiss925. Uh, that's where we post for Ask Roz and Mocha. Just ask your questions. They could be as crazy, as silly, as uh, as nutty as the ones that we got this week. But feel free to, to load up the comment section. And of course, we'll get one of you to ask your question. <laughs> On if you the show if you wanted well. to throw my entire house into turmoil yeah right? like not like between not so much me but between the girls and I would be thrown into this because I would get blamed for it the thing that gets asked and people fight over the most in my house whether it's Catherine and Roxy or me and Catherine is where the hell are the nail clippers right so if somebody came into our house I I you know that I keep my nail clippers in 
a drawer in the bathroom, but it's in that drawer in a bag with a drawstring on it. So nobody knows. <laughs> so nobody knows that there's nail clippers in, really? the, in the bag. Yeah. Because if I just leave them lying around, the girls will take them. And then it's on the side of the couch and it gets knocked off and it's under the couch or it's left in the in the office or it's down you in the don't bedroom. Have your own clippers? No, we have lots. But the thing is they lose theirs. Oh. Okay. And they always and, go hunting and then for they, yours. And then they come looking for mine. So if you wanted to throw my house into absolute turmoil, somebody could come in and take all the toenail clippers. You should just keep them in your pocket. At in all my time. pocket? Yeah. That's way too risky, man. At all times. No, no, Why? no. Why? Because no. they'll see the outline? No. No, I was thinking more of like, what if I sat and it pinched? Like it, oh, like right. The, yeah, that's true. That's not good. What if somebody took your loofah? I don't have a loofah. Who is a loofah? <laughs> Who is a loofah? That's disgusting. <laughs> I've never. When's the last time you used something to wash your body other than your hands? My husband uses a loofah. Really? Yeah. Like, I heard. They're, I remember when I was a kid. When I was a kid, my mom, like when your mom teaches, when your mom teaches you to take a bath and stuff like that, <clears throat> it was always with a face cloth, right? Yeah. Scrub your body down with a yeah. face cloth. When's the last time you've used anything other than I your own hand? Use my hands. Yeah. I don't use anything. That's disgusting. No, I use my hand. Matthew uses a loofah. A loofah. Oh, and the worst is when it's hanging there and you bend down and your face goes into his loofah. Oh, it's wet. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> oh, all right. Yo, we got to go. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.